So you can make a playlist. <laughs> so you can make a playlist. You can make your playlist and then you can make it public and then other people can like your playlist. So, oh, you can, right. so basically, See. if you've got like, a, you know, like doctors and nurses or whatever, yeah. and then you, you click on it and you get other people's things. Yeah. Well, you've got, you've got achievements. It's like, so you've got like X amount. What, like fucking Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> Got to bang them all. You've seen, you've seen fucking ten so backdoor like, bangers and got a There's like, like, you like, but you've watched it on different, like, like, you know, you watch it on mobile. And, and, and please tell me, you use a different username to Anton nine seven two. No. Oh man, I'm so doing that later. That's it. It's, it's, I'll have to screenshot it and put it in that. Do you, that's amazing. Do you get a fucking like a round no. at the end of the year? Like you screenshot do on Spotify? It. I don't know actually. Maybe he's got another blog, but it does just, like screenshot it. No context, just post it in 69. I think tell it how much time you've logged on, how long you've been a member. Um, how many hours of it you've watched? Like loads of like stats. Are you a platinum member because you've been on since they started? Jesus, look at all your stats. I think I think I've got like a four. I think I've got like a four or five year. Like I've had my account like four or five years. And then you know what I mean. There's loads of little bits and bobs. Does it like break it down? It's like you have watched seven hours of like someone getting reamed by a massive <laughs> no, video. No, 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 you just, you just did your like, the amount of right. videos you've watched or whatever. It doesn't give you it by category. Styles or category, <laughs> anything like that. But, you, but it, it'll have like, suggestions for you as well. You know what the bit I love most about this? Like like I was so surprised that we don't have accounts. You have watched... <laughs> you've watched... No, that's the bit that got days. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't have that. Well, that's really sad. Okay, yes, maybe it's just me. And, yeah, it's definitely just you. <laughs> so you know at Christmas... You are the gift. Absolutely. Christmas is like Ant share your Spotify playlist with your friends. <laughs> this Christmas, Ant's gonna send us a link, and it's just gonna be Anton recommends to you. Oh no, Step Bro! The combination. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck under the table again. Step Brother, please release me. Oh, so oh I need to be stuck in the washing machine. Oh no, Step Bro! Hello, and Malkador Zimmer Frame is fucking hot. Welcome to Phosphate Parties, episode 30. No, it's not 29. Is it? Oh, that's disappointing. We put this episode in the sun, apparently. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you not like that? That caught me so off guard. <laughs> I, I've, kept, I've kept a log of how many pairs of scissors we bought. Over the last 10 years, we've had 42 pairs of scissors. <laughs> but in the drawer, there's two pairs of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> so where's the rest of the fuckers? <laughs> Fucking green. The fact you had to make a log of that is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was a bit like you know when you go, I always roll one time. Yeah. Right, we're fucking finding out if we roll one. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're gonna do. And she was like, I can't do. I said, Well, you take them down to the greenhouse to snip plants, and then you don't bring them back. I said, yeah, but where do they go from the greenhouse? So they should all still be there. There's a they? fox somewhere <laughs> with a fucking arsenal of yeah. scissors. <laughs> right, fucking badges out there. Come on, then. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, that time he said that I was trying to crack onto your sister and you can't get me a talking to in liquid. <laughs> I fucking hell, that's amazing! I remember that night. I was sat talking. I remember that night. I was sat talking to your sister because we were, I was just chilling out because I didn't want to be on the dance floor. And Pete goes over to you and I just see you go out. And he, he sat down next to me and you started arguing with your sister about something. 
But then she went to the bar and you went, don't fuck my sister. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus! But then I fucking Pete saw the dance floor just there pissing himself. <laughs> yeah, it was a fuckery one. Hello, welcome to Foss Sex Party. I'm Bob Markadol Zimmer Frame. It's hot! We've got your regular hobby stuff. We've got hobby progress. We've got new releases. We've got the first of many history corners. We've got slow growth thing that we'll be talking about later, bit of banter, and then we'll jog on. We'll also be talking about some of the new releases, including the Emperor's Children Crater, Lucius the Faultless Blade, Heads, Giggity, and Heresy AI. <laughs> Fuck it up. Oh. How are we doing, chaps? Alright. Fuck me, I'm hot, please. It's it is so hot. Jesus hot. I mean, we, I don't think we would have chosen to pick today to do this, but it was one of the rare moments we've got to be able to do this, haven't we? Well, the reason we're doing it today is we were going to do the Salamanders episode, but it's been too hot for me to... I mean, <laughs> there's a certain <laughs> irony to that, isn't yeah, there, really? Yeah. I mean, this is... It's proving to be a week of uh, kind of, like, uh, hobby coincidences. We did a desert-themed adventure on Thursday. <laughs> We did, we, yeah. which was again ball bustingly hot. Like, oh, we, yeah. should, we should say for anybody, I mean, UK residents listening to this will get it. We, it's, we're British, we like complaining about the weather, don't we? Mm. It's just the law. Yeah. It's about it which weather it is, hot. it's always yeah. something. It's either fucking snowing, fucking yeah. raining. You or know, it's fucking, it's fucking bad when a Texan is like, oh, bro, it's real hot in your country right now. It's like, yeah, but isn't that the average temperature for you? Yeah, but I go from one aircon location to another aircon location via an aircon car. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, well, I've got a fan and it pushes warm air around. <laughs> yeah. See, I've been quite lucky this week because I've been in the field, so I've been sat in the van. Which is aircon. Which is aircon. But when, when I get to site, I find out which entrance the user's at, drive closest to the entrance, <laughs> put the hazards on, yeah. and get them to come to the van to pick up the kit. Amazing. It's been great. It's been like DHL deliverer. <laughs> yeah, plug for sins, which on. <laughs> Off your jog. We've actively gone to the gym just because of the aircon. Mm. It's, it's a solid plan. It is a solid plan. I didn't think about going for a swim, but then I thought to myself, it's literally going to be jammed with people. It's going to be man soup in there. Well, we oh. went. Oh, oh man oh, soup. Oh, no. Oh. We went, got an hour's, and I say an hour's swimming. We booked for an hour, did like maybe 10 minutes of swimming, and then another 15 minutes of just floating around. And I was like, I'm a nice temperature now. This is really good. I'm going to get out. Uh, I, I made it the maybe four paces before I was completely dry and began sweating again. <laughs> and I was just like, I hate this so much. Yeah. It's Big boom tomorrow, though. No, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday now. Tuesday now. Oh, fuck! Yeah. But this is going to be it. How, how many times have they said rain's coming and then they've slowly pushed it further and further away? It's going to be fucking September before it rains. Well, we're going to be, we're officially in a drought now. We are, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if you, I saw satellite images from whenever it was earlier in the year compared to now from NASA and it's, it's looking like something yeah, it looks like something from friggin' Mad Max. Yeah, it's some real fallout shit, isn't it? It's mental. Yeah. Great, can we get the leathers on and go on bikes? Yeah, I'll be up for that. I'm I'm not what a glorious day! I've been watching leather in this heat. Now we're watching Sons of Anarchy. I'm well up for like kind of jumping on a whatever and hog <laughs> and going for it. Can I, I don't know. Guy? I want to be the guy with the flaming guitar. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 When it's this hot, you want to have a flaming guitar. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might as well push it at that point. <laughs> is, uh, go full redemptionist or go home. <laughs> yeah. None it. of this is heresy related, of course. <laughs> but set the tone. We are all sat here. We've every single one of us have got our legs out, which is rare for us. Yeah. So any ladies listening to this, you're welcome. <laughs> Mine are pre-beated for you. Perfect. <laughs> pre-beated. <laughs> this, this is this is my beated version of my legs. Are they? No. <laughs> there is part of me wants to reach over and have a feel. No, do I? I've got no hair on my legs. What? what? Like, you just don't have hair on your legs. It's all on your face, yeah. is what you're saying. Because I've got such a manly beard, he's got sucked up from my legs. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I have a, almost like a uniform. I've got hairier legs than you. Exactly. Look at them. Oh my word. You do look sick. like a bold chicken there. You yeah, know, when you said they'd be, you'd, you'd beated them, I was like, yeah, that it does look like they have been beaten. No, there's never a hair on my Okay. Well, there you go, Ant is clearly the more evolved of us. <laughs> yeah. um, quicker for again, well, on the list of conversations I didn't expect to have on this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, this is an insight that none of the listeners were expecting when they opened this file. <laughs> this is up there with the what would you do if you had psychic powers on Prospero's tangent that we went through that one time. <laughs> well, that said, why don't everybody say hello? Ross, say hello. Hello. Anton. Good afternoon. Mr. Spin. Hello. And I am Dan, who's got a new job, and it's working out quite well, so that's cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just looking at my legs now. I, no, I, yeah, I just looked at my legs. Look at this, all the way up, man. Oh, oh, my, God. Yeah. oh my God. Look at that. Don't, don't fight it, you saucy Smooth. Work it. This is a kink uh, none of us knew we had. <laughs> Look, I'm, always, I'm, I'm just super... I'm pretty sure I don't have that kink still. I'm super fucking tilted by the intro, and now things are just making me laugh more than they should. Well, that's because... Well, the Empress you, you, obviously, <laughs> you obviously need it. Yeah, I you mean... Know. It's either that, or you're dehydrated and you're about to collapse. I can't be dehydrated. I've, I'm, I've been slowly putting away this two-litre bad boy. Yeah. Well, replace that with Strongbow Dark Fruit Cider. I don't think that's how hydration works. And that works. It works in my world. <laughs> As... And, and happy he's dehydrated but he can't feel it so spin, spin probably heard this phrase over yep. the weekend because larpers are so fucking basic they can't understand that they need to keep hydrated our command team used to say water is not beer and you had to be told to drink water beer is not water but that, whatever it was I never listened to them because I, I <laughs> you were drinking water like a normal person <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. the same as like oh make sure you bring socks because you can't go bare feet in the field I'd rather slam my dick at a car door than go bare feet on the field why but would you go bare feet on the because field because people, people are idiots people are, well, that's in where you're doing your yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. do things like oh he's part of my costume no oh, yeah, like the guy that goes around uh, absolutely I, topless I think you'll Everyone. find my character wouldn't own shoes in this period so I think you'll find that so oh, my character can throw magic around, but I'm not fucking summoning the literal devil, you penis. <laughs> yeah, you, I think you'll find your feet have been in shoes since you were born. <laughs> and the last last time they were out was sitting on the sofa. I'm fairly certain you haven't walked around in a field, let alone in a forest. Hmm. Mr. Footcash. Your underfeet would have pulled it all cut up. And... Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. And then they yeah. end up in first aid, and first aid are like, well, wear shoes. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a very, it's a very, it's like a trope. Because there are people that are like, I've got mead. They used to drink mead in the olden days. It's like, yeah, they did. Because yeah. water would fucking kill you in the olden <laughs> yeah. days. You drink water and you shit yourself to death. Yeah. You shit yourself inside yeah. out. Also, they didn't have elves. Maybe <laughs> this fucking fantasy, bro. Also, people just spend the entire week getting so drunk that they forget that water is actually a thing. So they just dehydrate. and But they're also pissed at the same time. So it's not a good I say let them fucking prune. 
Literally, like, it, I'm sorry, if you if you end up at the end of the weekend looking like Voldemort from the second fucking Harry Potter film where he's like a little tiny snake baby, you're fucking on but your own. They, they even have to remind people to, like, eat salty snacks to kind of uh, get the salt back into the system because yeah. it gets that bad. When I, when I worked loading windows into lorries, um, they used to come round every lunchtime, and this was even in, like, like no, October, November time. They come round with two litres of water at lunchtime and two salt tablets, and everybody had to, they, yeah. they sat there and watched you smash it. I mean, we're lucky. We're never going to not have enough salt because we're in the heresy community. So. Oh, 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 it's ninety-eight percent salt. It's so saline. It makes the Dead Sea look like a, a refreshing drink. It's so salty you can walk across it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus ain't special. Full he Jesus. Just, yeah. He just understood non-Newtonian fluids. That's all. <laughs> He's just fucking running on custard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> But the time time goes back. It's fucking custard. You've all been taken for a ride, mate. <laughs> anyway, that's again another tangent. I never thought it's we were too hot for non-tangential conversation. Remind me what we were talking about tonight because I'm already I think we should have a new conversation. I want to talk about how Horace is clearly an analogy for Jesus. Really? Is he? No, he's not. I just want to say no, he isn't. Weird. No, fair. Okay, we can put that to bed quite quickly. He isn't. He's not, no. <laughs> there we go. But we just lost three listeners but gained five more. Yeah. Although, did you see Sam and Rushley got stabbed? Didn't yeah, yeah, yeah what what the fuck? Fuck? Whoa. Mm, That was quite bad, that was. What yeah. the fuck? He's had a fatwa, a fatwa out on him since he wrote the Satanic Verses. Yeah, but literally everybody who passed that is dead. It was, uh, it was apparently, uh, Khomeini. from what I've read, apparently the guy who did it was, was because of the fatwa. It's entirely possible. I think Iran has still got a bounty on Salman Rushdie's head. Probably. Anyway, mm. fucking losers. Right, where were we? Oh, so, hobby progress. It only as we were driving over, I realised how much fucking stuff I've done. Well, we have switched into the last episode, haven't we? Yeah. Whereas me and Ross have like, done pretty much all the hobby for the last episode, it's now switched because I've not done What the was the theory that we came up with? It was oh, like the conservation, the, yeah, of, the conservation hobby. of hobby. Yeah. Sorry, man, I've robbed all your hobby. Well, that's fine. I, I built a uh, Moritat, my Black Shields, then realised that my Black Shields don't have rules, got really salty, and I haven't done anything else. I have been doing Bromites for Gates of Antares. Oh. Because I'd lost the love for doing... Well, not lost the love, but I just wasn't in the mood to do any hobby. Played a game against Keith. Yeah, it was against Keith. Um, went, I like this again. And then... Started actually doing some painting. So yeah, I painted lots of bright. I've, oh, been using con- I've been using contrast paints. We played um, silver bayonet. Yeah, we did as well. But no, so I've been using so I've been using contrast paints and kind of mixing it up a little bit. I've got what have I got? One, two. I've probably got about maybe a dozen model. Well, half a dozen models left to paint, and then that's all the bright finished mm. as they stand anyway. And then once I do that, then I'll be going on to the slow growth thing, which we'll talk about in a bit. Oh, okay, that's so I've done a reasonable amount. A reasonable amount. I, actually, I ordered some contrast paints today. Which one? The new ones? I ordered Gilman Flesh, Dark Oath, the Dark... Is it Dark Oath? Yeah, Dark Oath Flesh. And Fire Slayer Flesh. Mm. Because I realised all every, every all the flesh, the only flesh tone I was ever taught to paint is Caucasian. Mm. And kind of pisses me off. So yeah. I use those for those, uh, those errands. Yeah. They're the three I got for that. I'm going to do kind of like African slash Caribbean colours. Um, uh, it was a... Boundary do a set of paints where they come in a set of three. All right, and they they do some really good colours. I'll check them out. When I did um, those space armors, <coughs> I did you know I did with the space armor tries to do as many different skin variations mm-hmm. as I could. 
for the for the African stuff, I did it with the purple wash. It worked really well. Oh right, I've seen a few people talk about that. Yeah. So I used the black Templar contrast for the salamander head. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. That, that's a slightly different skin tone. No, but it, it, I was yeah, surprised yeah. at how well it worked. Yeah. Uh, for that. The Gollum and Flesh stuff is is fucking voodoo magic. <coughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where it's not going to win you a golden demon. No. But if you want a decent looking skin tone, oh, I was perfect. I was so happy with the, the like because I've never never paint flesh tones. Yeah. I mean, I've not. I have done in the past, but I was like, I can't be bothered with going through that process again or like layering it up. So I just wanted a quick method, and I thought oh, I'll give the contrast a effect because on the table it will do the job, and it came out a lot better than, than I expected. So definitely do that in the, in the future. But in terms of hobby progress, though, uh, I actually made a start on our slowberry thing that we were talking about in a bit, really? uh, and I built uh, I built to say what you built. Just say you built some stuff. Yeah, I built some stuff, uh, uh, and then realised, then got reminded, I should say, sorry, that the. A holiday that me and Ross are going to go on, uh, and we've been challenged by our friend Will. Because Will likes to make simple things really hard <laughs> for himself, because he's challenged well, through all three of us. Will was like, Will's original intention was he would challenge each of us, and then we would challenge each other. But Will challenged each of us, and we went, okay, cool. So he's <laughs> now got three, four different things to do, and we've got one each. <laughs> But as a that, result, that's what happens when you try and organise stuff. Uh, I realise like, I'm going to have to put anything else on hold for the time being, like anything heritage related on hold so I can get on with this, which is for me, uh, is to build and paint a epic army. So I, you should give the listeners a bit of context about what you're doing, because it's not a, some sort of like a four-man Bukhati party that you're going to. Is <laughs> it? Well, it might be, it depends how much oh, we drink. Oh yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, before the pandemic, uh, myself, Ross, uh, and our friend Steph, and um, Will, and sometimes another others. You should also point out that Steph is a man's name in this context. Stefan. Yeah. Yeah. Stefan. Stefan. Uh, I, I, I don't know. think we've ever ever called him by his actual name. Stefan. Yeah. I don't think I've only ever heard him called that when he's in trouble by his mum. Like people calling me Daniel. Fucking yeah. hell. Mm. Well, it's like when my middle name gets dropped, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> you are That's in me. trouble. That is me. Fucked. Um, yeah, we, we used to like go on a like a week's holiday for Ross Cinnamon Boss, <laughs> Cinnamon Bun MacArthur, Cinnamon Bun. Sorry, yeah, we, so we used to go on a, a holiday, basically a hobby holiday for a, a week uh, once a year. Uh, but we uh, between I think Will having kids and like then the pandemic hit and we've not done it for like four years now, four five years now, popping out babies. Yeah, we did. We, we, we didn't do it when Clem was born. Did no, we? Clementine. And then pandemic happened. Yeah, and then Fred got born. And then he had Fred. Yeah. So is this the first time in like four years? Yeah, at least. I think 2018 might have been the, the last time I did it. So, But usually it's just us like, kind of we book a, a place and then just like hang out and hobby stuff, like play mm -hmm. games and random stuff and usually get drunk. This, this time we've gone local, so we don't have to drive to the arse end of fucking the north. No. But right. for this, this time, like Will, like, as, as Ross says, he challenges us to kind of build and paint something for like a game system so I think he's challenged uh, Steph to a Warcry is it Warcry they're yeah, doing yeah Steph oh no he's the, he's the 15 mil what a fantasy no no that's what I think Warcry is the challenge isn't it or is he is Steph no Steph, I think Steph's oh, is, the, is the 15 mil yeah, fantasy Steph, yeah. his challenge is to do a build and paint a, a 15 mil uh, uh, Warhammer oh, army oh, that's why I think it's pretty yeah yeah, yeah so um, mine is to build and paint a uh, Epic thirty k army, and um, Ross is you, you, yours it was, was Battlefleet Gothic. We've changed it to AI now. It's Aeronautica. So um, 
Yeah, so I, I, I started on our slow growth thing and then was like, oof, I need to really get on with that. So I've actually spent most of my time recently, uh, well, now that it's August, it's like limited time, but... Um, when are you going? We're going, it's first week of October. Oh, okay. Oh, you probably uh, said that a minute ago. Oh, no, I didn't actually. Okay. I probably didn't say that, but... Yeah, so I've got, I've got uh, it might seem like I've got a couple of months, but I know August is terrible for me. That's hence the reason why we're doing this now, because I don't know when I've got much free time. So, but what I've been, have been doing is kind of re, trying to redial in my printer, a 3D printer. Mm. So I didn't I see get, you doing that sort of like weird sort of yeah, like it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's um, I mean, there's various different things out there, but this is one that um, in a uh, printing Discord, I mean, uh, it's one that he, they use. It's a Mirror Labs, we call it the Mirror Labs Town. It's basically like a weird widget type thing that is, but it's designed to kind of have like details that will give you a good indication of how well your printer is printing. And what I'm going through the process because because I'm going to be doing Epic and 50 mil, I'm trying to get like as much detail as I can do. So I've reduced mine down to 0.02 mil layers. You don't need to go that low. For I want it that low for the Epic stuff and uh, the 50 mil. Yeah, but mine's now not coming out as good as yours. Because I've got not got such it's a good. better than mine because I'm not. Mine's not switched on at the minute. <laughs> but you know the stuff that you printed the Epic. Mine isn't printed to that quality because you've got a better quality printer. Yeah, because I've got a four K screen. Yeah, I don't have that. Oh. I'm not. I've not even got a two K one. I nearly bought an eight K. You want to borrow? Do you want to borrow mine for a bit? No, I'll let, no, because that, mm, that's a dangerous path to go down. Right. Because I'm already struggling not to buy one. Yeah, so I mean, borrow it and then you can do it as a loaner. Uh, so then you can use it, and then I'll just turn around and say, play with it, and if you like it, then, because when I first got it, I printed like a fucking madman, and now I'm like, I print when I can be asked, because it's such a pain in the arse. Yeah. yeah, that's why I generally don't print much. At well, the, the thing is, though, I did, I did your dialing in. Well, the, I'm still going at the moment, so I started, it, it, it's all about like the, I mean, you'd know this, but it's about the, um, the layer exposure, Yeah. and I started on a particular time, I got some advice on the uh, Facebook group, and they were like, trying, you might need to bring that down, it looks like it's overexposing, so I've gone... Lift, lift speed's important as well. No one suggested changing that, so maybe the settings are alright for that. But the, th the thing is, though, when it comes to lift speed, it, for me, i found the lift speed, it either kind of rips it to pieces or it, it squishes it up. Right, okay. So that's maybe mine styled in for that. Might be alright, though. So I've been changing mine from like 5.8 second layers down to... The last one I was going to do was on Thursday, on Wednesday, which was within a 4 second layer, yeah. For the 0.02. However, and this is the reason why I was late on Wednesday, was because uh, I was going to leave it while I was at a club, and then something in my brain went, something in your brain is going, there's not a good thing that's about to happen here. So I thought, I'll go and check the printer, make sure everything's okay. Like, <coughs> it's obviously roasting hot, but uh, yeah, it's a different printer, so yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, you get an idea. Um, uh, the, um, and then just out of, out of like, curiosity, I'll put my hand on the plug. That was getting very hot. Well, the on yeah, the printer's plug because I'd already started the print, mm -hmm. uh, and then I was like, mm, yeah, leaving that for four hours while I'm playing games when it's this hot, and I can't leave the windows open because it's above the garage. So people can just climb onto the garage to get into my house. I might just stop the print and then not run it while I'm out of the house in case it sets my house on fire. Could always um, look at your power supply. Well, this is the problem: is that I, I, I they are power supplies that I bought and. I don't know which ones I get. Just look at the wattage. Yeah, it's the wattage stuff. Yeah. So, like, say for example, a laptop has <coughs> a sixty, no, a forty-five watt charger. A docking station is a sixty-five watt. So, I can plug my iPhone, not my iPhone. I can plug my Android 
into my laptop charger and it'll charge just like that, but it'll burn the battery out if I consistently keep doing it. Mm. But then if you look at whatever your power, recommended power supply is, but when you can get a variable power supply. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think I need to get it figured out. So, but I, just, I, I decided to not to bother with it because um, I thought it's not worth risking. So no. I just turned it off, turned it off, and that was going to be a four second layer yeah. thing. So that was that's basically been my hobby uh, recently is trying mm -hmm. to get dialing my printer so I can get these challenges printed. Well yeah well they're by aesthetic so but I bought a obviously I'm on Saturn so Yeah this is the thing yours is a very different printer and mine's much older with much less much less but, kit. But it's the same kind of principle though. It's similar principle but it makes a very big difference. Mm -hmm. Very big difference. Yeah, but true. so that and that's the that is the complication with 3D printing is that it's down to your even the difference between my set printer and someone who's got exactly the same printer can vary. Yeah, of course. It's it can. weird. It's very weird. But, I mean, it's, but it's the thing is, though, and, and certainly with obviously now that three D printing is kind of you know coming into its own. It's a bit more know, mainstream now, isn't it? Every man and his dog's got a fucking printer. You know, you're looking at like you know fifteen mil forty k for example. You're looking at ten mil fantasy and all. You know, like what um, Steph's doing the. 15, well, this 15 is the thing. I'm going to be printing my army for that as well. Um, you know what I mean? Everybody expects it to be easy, but it's not friggin' easy at all. It's like I spent so long fucking around with my my uh, my filament printer, but I when I got the resin one, I was like, "Is that all you got to do? You just adjust a few numbers on a computer screen." Whereas with the filament, you had to like tweak physically tweak the machine. I find with resin, it's the after process that is the faffing about the oh, cleaning no, 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 and all that sort of stuff. That's easy. Just chucking in the fucking thing, press the button, fucking away it goes. You yeah. know what I mean? But. I have seen, interesting enough about cleaning stuff, I have seen people getting really great results sticking um, it in sonic baths. Yeah. For cleaning it, you yeah. know, for, for post processing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, yeah. I've got a wash and cure machine, so uh, that basically does <coughs> yeah. that. Uh, but the only thing is with sonic baths, if you've got um, IPA in there, because it's flammable liquid, you have to be a bit. No, Ain't it? With regards to the fumes and all that stuff. Yeah. You see, that mine is what I think part of the issue I got with my printers. I'm using water washable resin. No, nah, see, I didn't touch that. I, I didn't. The reason I didn't touch it because it, when I when I first started getting into it, it was too expensive. Whereas now it's come down in price. So I'm using ABS like an ABS. See, you know, I got that, but there's no there's no base settings for it on my printer because it's my printer so old. It came yeah. out before that resin came out, and they don't. They've, they've basically it's been. They've got settings for newer printers, not yeah. my old one. Mm. But uh, at the moment, also with ABS, like obviously my wash cure have to be filled with IPA and whatnot. Yeah, whereas see, at I'll the moment, I only have to put water in it. So I bought, I bought, I think it was four liters of IPA just before the pandemic, and then it fucking rocketed in price. Yeah. So I was just the right time, so I got loads of gloves, loads of IPA. And it's just sat in the cupboard doing jack shit. So oh, I might have to get some, do some switching. Every every so often I sniff it, get eye on it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's basically been my hobby is trying to dial in my printer mostly. Okay. But the thing is, at least you've been at least you've been giving it a go. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. And that's the thing. And the challenge is effectively. I mean, I could be going right. I'm fed up. I nearly came to the point the other, the other day where I was like, you know what, a Mars Three Pro is like 250 quid or something like that. But then I might just fuck it and just get get a new one that's 4K. But the thing is, though, but maybe that isn't such a bad idea. Well, this is the, but I'm also kind of like, I've not really used mine enough, at least get the the, the resin that I've got, that's the first bottle I ever bought, used up first. But I think it's kind of a false economy though, like, so, I, I get what you're saying, but you bought that printer and then shit happened. Mm. So like, you, there's a big window of time where you didn't use that printer because of Stuff. COVID and everything, well, and you were ill. Laziness as well. But 
the technology's moved on to where now you're frustrated at the 2K printer because it's not doing what you want it to do and it's not matching what other people are printing. Yeah. So maybe just get the other printer. Well, that's that's exactly what the what this process that I'm doing at the moment is like. Is it because it's a shit printer, or is it because I've not really take, put the effort into dial it in properly? So I'm like, I'm going to spend some time dial I mean, it I in. I don't think if it doesn't a, come out right. I don't I, think saying it's a shit printer is right. It's just no, it's, it's outdated now. It, yeah, it's not. It's a like sh- if I had a fucking iPhone six or whatever. I think it's going to look dog shit compared to my current iPhone, which is generation. Yeah, yeah, I think if I was printing twenty eight mil stuff, I don't think I'd have an issue because the, the level of detail yeah. is a lot less forgiving, a lot more forgiving, mm. whereas because I want to print sick 8mm stuff, and especially like 15mm fantasy, there's going to have some detail on there that will get lost quite easily if it's not a high level printer, or high le- or well dialed in, so well, I'm like, I'm going to give the settings a go, if they're not still not coming out after a while, I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to bite the bullet and sell mine and get a new one. Give yourself a time limit, like say till Christmas. Well, I'm giving this this challenge, basically, I'm either printing for this challenge, or I'm not. So, or I'm going to get someone else to print it for me uh, so I can get it painted in time yeah. and it's, it, if I can't get it dialed in and be happy with the prints I can do for the challenge like right that's it I'm obviously not going to be happy with this I need to bin it off get a new one for Christmas or whatever and in the meantime get other people to print your stuff because the thing is if you think about like, 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 like someone that I've got sat next to me with a, with a 4k printer Spreading his balls. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of strong, but he's going to get it for him. <laughs> <laughs> then I was talking about um, uh, what's the, uh, the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, Powerpuff Girls. Girls. Fucking brilliant cartoon. I'm fucking moist for when Ollie hooks his 8K up. It's going to be nice. Like the only thing is, unless the thing is that it'll print faster. Yeah. And that's that's one of the like, over the so the Saturn to the Saturn to to the. Um, there's Saturn 2 that he's got no there's another one as well that's come out which is even fucking bigger Yeah. which is like I can't remember so it's planet. the one that he missed out on the Kickstarter yeah board. so it's like a planet they're named after planets obviously there's another yeah. one I can't remember what it's called Jupiter's cock it might have been Jupiter I think it is <laughs> yes. Jupiter um, but um, it's just the speed of print but then obviously yeah it's, well, it's also it's build plate as well he can actually print yeah. more on the build plate the only, but I was talking to Wally about this the other day and I was saying to him I was saying the only disadvantage I see about the build, the build plate increasing is great because obviously you can get more bang for your buck, yeah. blah, blah, blah. blah also, print the volume helps as well. But on the flip side, if it takes three quarters of a litre to fill the, for that, that's what, 35 quid? Mm. Oh, you've got it's, it's, it's no longer, it's cheap to print. But it is. Yeah, but what you're getting out of that 35 yeah, litres is uh, what matters. I guess it depends what you print. Like, for example, yeah, yeah. Um, me and Ollie have been talking, as soon as the Ruinstorm rules drop for heresy... Oh, OK. I, I, oh, I'm, demons and shit. Yeah, demons. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. following a guy on uh, Instagram called Beastarium, and there's another guy called Lord of Print. Oh, is that the guy who The guy who does the... Yeah, so oh, yeah. Beastarium's just done a load of Minotaurs and a load of Beastmen for... so good. ...for, like, D&D. But I was looking at them, and I was like, well, that's fucking protocorn. Because it's like the the ram's heads and like the minotaurs are like big fat. They're like the power lifter yeah, pench. Yeah. So I was saying to him, I was like, well, once the rules drop, I'm just going to fucking tell you to get the STLs and tell me how much money to give you. And I'll go ham on that because they look fucking sweet. Like really nice sculpts. And it's the same for the Lord of Print stuff. Like he does some really cool like weird gribbly aliens and things yeah. like that. But I want some of those for Stargrave. And if I was to buy them physically, like for, like look at Anvil. So Anvil do their STLs versus their 
buy the physical stuff from them. Yeah. STLs are like a third of the price, mm. and you, you can use them as many times as you want. want, versus buying one pair of legs that they're going to charge me to post out, and then I'm going to use them once. Yeah. So like I get, yeah. I get what you're saying about like yeah. it's thirty five it's thirty five quid in one pot. Yeah. But that thirty five quid that prints like a ziffon or whatever. True. Versus the eighty odd quid or whatever well, it is the ziffon is. I suppose for me, when I was when I was looking at three D printing, I wasn't going to replicate existing models. Mm. I was looking to print stuff that's a bit more kind of quirky, a bit more unique. Yeah. Like, um, like when you know, like weapons or, or you know, like bits you can't normally buy or you don't get in the standard kit. Just to kind of do a straight, I'm going to print a fucking Spartan. You're like. But I mean, look at those um, those rhinos, the rhino proxies that. Yeah, but that's different because they because you can't buy that. No, no. But what I mean is like it's it's similar in mass. Yeah. To a, a normal rhino, so like, again, thirty five pound of resin for. Two of them. Uh, yeah, for two, two of those yeah. versus the sixty quid it costs to buy. Yeah. The two of them. No, yeah, no, you're no, you're absolutely right. But also the like the quality of the printer might also uh, bring down the number of failed prints. True. Which is then not wasting resin as a result and therefore makes it more economical. Yeah. But, but, but the thing is, would you know what you're doing? You won't do what I did. It's when I first got my prints, I was going to tell the plane. Tell me we didn't put emulsion in there. Nah. No, that's just an airbrush tag. <laughs> I did, I did um, gloss varnish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your three D printing is good. It, I still yeah, like, like it. you say, they, uh, it, 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 as a lot of people have said, it's. A, and we've talked about this before. It's, it's a hobby in itself. Yeah. It's something you've yeah. got to put time and effort into to get it right. Uh, sometimes that's why, people I quite, that's why I've never got some one. people are quite lucky and yeah. they just buy one, plug it in, pour the resin, hit print, and it works fine. Uh, and pretty much. Well, yeah. So think like an old, act like an old. Yeah, it's like it's like how like red. Yours is red as well, isn't it? Goes faster, faster, man. But it's like I'm looking now at. Getting bits printed for terrain. Oh yeah, like mm. the the conversion oh, things. The, the for the, yeah, the coke can yeah. uh, storage tanks and stuff like that. Because like, I found a place that sells on Etsy that sells like an equivalent kit, and it's twelve pound fifty for one coke can sized mm. kit. Twelve pound fifty. That's probably what a quid, two quids worth of resin. That link that uh, Ian put up. Oh, the people are selling the scenery. Fuck oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and they're, all they're doing is printing existing SDLs. Yeah. That's they all they're doing. Fuck there's there's so many. There's stores. a massive massive business yeah. out there for it. There's, there's so many stores on Etsy which sell like um, sell prints of SDLs mm. that charge. Like um, I I looked at getting a a modular spaceship for um, Sargrave, and I found the STL for twelve quid. Mm. But if I wanted to get it print, if I wanted to get a physical one from Etsy. It was like seventy quid plus postage, okay, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, it's being printed on this fancy printer, and it's super high definition." Mm-hmm. And I spoke to Ollie about it, and he was like, "That's not as good as my printer." But yeah, it won't be. It's bollocks. But they're just preying on those people that don't understand how three D printing works. Yeah, it's it's fucking pop goes the monkey, except on an industrial scale. Yeah, yeah. Because that guy has Apps. fucking. Oh, I never bought anything off him because it's just ridiculous expensive for that yeah. decent quality. Yeah, I bought the you know shields for my breaches. Yeah. I got them from him. They were nice. They're, They're nice, nice, but your fucking price gouges like a bitch. But they, I mean, like I see all the time on the Epic pages about people. I mean, there was one today, in fact, where there was a guy who was like, "I've got an Age of Darkness box set. I'm wanting to trade for uh, people to print these multiple Epic armies for me." Yeah. Like that's 
what was it? How much was that box set? It's 135 quid if you get it from a discount. Yeah, 135 quid worth of box that he was willing to trade in for a 3D print, and it's like well, that's said, nothing. I've said to Ollie so Epic. many times because he it, like I don't. I don't think Ollie has actually charged me any money for any of the stuff he's printed me. Because every time I say to him how much money do you want, he's like, I don't know. Like, it hasn't really cost me a lot to print it. So That's because a lot of the time resin. he's probably adding stuff onto a print of something that he's doing for himself. Yeah, so but, like, you know, like, like go back to the earlier example. He's printing a rhino. Yeah, and then he's you adding on some yeah. small bits is nothing. But to what, him. what I mean is, like, as a community, our local community, the 69th, it's very lucky that we have Ant and you and, and Ollie. That if we needed a random piece printing. It's not going to cost me like six quid to get a bolter printed because one of you will just fucking run yeah, exactly. it up. But not all communities have someone, let yeah, alone I three think, people. I, I think we've got a misunderstanding of how readily available it is yeah. out there because uh, because we're lucky enough to have multiple people that've got I think it's, printers. It's the same as there are like, other communities out there that don't have anyone yeah. to access. I mean, we're just saying us three, but I know that there's also a chap called Josh who prints for a lot of people that play down at oh, uh, gifts. I mean, I mean, our community has also got a very high level of painting and hobby standard, so we're very lucky in that regard as well, because I think we all kind of like g each other on to to, yeah, encourage to, to get better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Whereas, that's the only reason why I got my errands done. I think. Yeah, but there's like whole communities which pretty much commission paint everything because none of them can paint or want to or Jeez, have you seen I'm Ian's stuff? for Weddington Bar Mitzvahs oh yeah Ian's the commission stuff that Ian's had done I, I didn't realise I was following Joey. the chap on Instagram yeah, until I saw the, the army picture those dark angels are amazing yeah they're real good I can't wait to shoot the shit out of them pop <laughs> <laughs> yeah. them through the fucking eyes well I mean we've gone on several tangents but Dan what hobby have you done oh yeah um, I didn't even get that far so we were thinking about this as we were driving over and I realised since the last episode I have painted literally an entire legion of Ravengut. So I've pretty much smashed the starter box. So since the last episode I've painted 40 tactical marines with sergeants and vexillas and all that shit. Uh, Spartan, Kratos, two rhinos, uh, another dreadnought. I think that's it. And I'm currently working on a uh, kit-bashed Praetor, command squad for him, and then I like to do additional bolter dudes and sarges with just the bolter, so you don't have to have all the Gucci kit in the squad. So I can just have like 10 blokes with bolt guns, basically. Yeah. Um, I've got another two rhinos, another four rhinos to build, and two uh, dreadnoughts from the Age of Darkness box set. Uh, I'm also painting in the middle of six uh, Xiphons for Aeronautica as well. So how many, how many Dreadnoughts do you have then? Uh, I will have three. Three? For the Raven Guard. Just for the Raven Guard, yeah. Um, I've got coming from Outpost a close combat Leviathan, another Kratos where I'm putting a different army, and uh, Sakarans when they're released as well. Did you use our affiliate link on that one, sir? I most certainly did. The spicy affiliate link. Don't forget, everybody, if you're out there, check the Fossex Party Destroy call or the Fossex Party page, and please consider using our affiliate link when buying stuff at Outpost. They're lovely people, and we get a bit of uh, kickback from it, which we use to promote and do stuff for the podcast, so thank you very much. Because yeah, I bought my um, Warcry box through that. Oh, the new one? Yeah. Oh, you bit, bit the bullet, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, bit the bullet, I was like, fuck it. 
Yeah, I picked up my Lieber Mechanicum this morning through that as well. Yeah, I, I'm not not picked up anything yet. Although they're on the they're still on the twenty five percent off at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they extended it for the third time. Yeah. The Outpost Sheffield is extended twenty five percent off until the end of August. So only on Games Workshop products. Games Workshop yeah, products. Yeah. But you know, I forgot about we're that. About, the, we're talking about the Horus Heresy. Ergo. Oh yeah, 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 but uh, you know, just in case people got uh, should, we, should we tell the our listeners what stuff they could possibly buy from the outpost? Well, yeah, by well, going through our new releases. Yes, let's give it. Well, I'll tell you what's okay. So what's come out? that's now on general release. So general release is the tactical boxes, right? Yeah, yeah. So all three marks that are currently available. That means you get three upgrade screws in each one of sergeants, which is quite useful. Only in the Mark Sixth one. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, so the 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 oh yeah the, the Mark Three and the Mark the Mark four. Three and the Mark Four have slightly different configuration on the sprue. So in the Mark Three, you get I think I don't think there's a flat. You get a melter or a plasma. Yeah. There's a lightning claw for the Sarge, power fist for the Sarge. You get a missile launcher in the Mark. Three. Not in the Mark Three. Is that in the Mark? Yeah, you might want to There's heavy bolts then in the Mark Three. Yeah. yeah. Mark, heavy yeah. Mark Four is probably was the best value of. Stuff in variation of kit, oh. yeah, because it's got a missile launcher yeah. which you can actually make a spare torso. So, if you can find another pair of legs or print another pair of legs, you can make another missile launcher dude. Oh, okay. It's got a flamer, plasma gun, uh, melter gun, and it's got um, power fist, power sword, chain sword for and um, bolt pistol and plasma pistol for your sergeant. Basically allows you to make a, uh, a veteran squad in heresy but also allowed you to make a tactical squad for 40k, didn't it? Correct. The, those yeah. those yeah. kids did. So there was the there's the Age of Darkness box. Yeah. yeah. There's Which the, is available. the the rule book and yeah. the two the Liber Hastartes and the Liber Hereticus that are out. Yeah. yeah. Also as E pubs now. We can't order them from uh, the outpost so Oh sorry, yeah into, but into the bin. Um <laughs> the sun. Um, and the three tactical squads, the Rhino. That's yeah. what that's what's already out. Pre-order Leviathan as well. Oh yeah, and the close combat Leviathan. Close combat Leviathan. Leviathan. And, and, and the um, um, the Dreadnought. No, that's that's no. this week. That's this oh, is week. It, yeah. 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 It's a separate piece as yeah. well as the Spartan. Oh, so we're on pre-order today. This wave now is the Sakaran battle tank, the Spartan battle tank. Yeah. Uh, a box of ten cataphracti and a box of ten. Tartarus. Yeah, so many Terminators. Uh, Leviathan Range Dreadnought. Uh, the Contempted Dreadnought. But also the we weapon sprue for the Leviathan and the two gun sprues for the Contemptor are also available through Outpost. That's the really good. Yeah, two cool. Praetors. Yeah, but then who wants the fucking wanky dude with the gun holster? You know, one that never I mean, someone will want to buy it. Yeah. Lever Mechanicum. I quite like the dude with the axe. Which I got. Ooh. Yeah. Questorus Knight in, oh. a, in a 30k box. Questorus what the shit? Yeah, I think it's repackaged with all the weapon options. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting move that they've repackaged it with a heresy box. Well, are they doing that? Armages in a heresy box. Are they not making them for 40k or they're just doing two separate well, boxes? From what I've read, the Questorus box for 30k comes with all of the weapon options for the plastic knight. Yeah. Whereas in 40k you can still buy them as the separate boxes. Oh, so like the gallon And the same with the armagers. The armager box for 30k comes with the Helverin sprue and the normal sprue in it. Oh. Because now you don't 
from from reading what the um, what like the little aliens? I think it was. Oh, that'd be because in 40k, Ooh. in 40k, you don't have the weapon upgrades. You just no, buy the, the, the unit as an individual unit. Du- don't you? Duplo is armor building by fucking Duplo. 40k is armor building by Duplo, like we've discussed previously. Yeah. But from re- I think it was Goonhammer because they've been they've got early access to the book. They were saying that the armagers um, can mix and match like they used to be able to. What, so you can give you can give them a helver and cannon and a fist, Ooh. and you can give them like a, a melter and a That's chain cool. thing. It would be auto cannons. I on mine with auto cannons, and they were fucking deadly. They were the helver and cannons. Be, they would be really nice now as well. Uh, also, what? the iron warrior heads, which means the. Um, Empress Children heads and the Dark Angel heads are also out. White scars as well, I think. Oh, and the white, white scars, scars, yeah. yeah. Imperial Fist ones have uh, come out as well. Sons of Horus have already done as well. Oh yeah, because they yeah. came out of order, didn't they? Because they're the new, uh, the yeah. new shining lads. Um, trying to think and the shoulder pads. Aeronautica Heresy version. Aeronautica Heresy's been announced, but it's I, not. Um, I know that. Out yet. That was okay, there's a bit of a damp squib in the in our 69th chat, but I'm quite excited for that. Oh. I'm I'm really excited for yeah, it, but absolutely. I think I think I, I've said this. I know to spin separately. Any time anything gets mentioned in the 69th, it gets immediately pissed on, yeah. and it's almost it's the same problem I have with all of the heresy pages that I used to enjoy being in. I've muted most of them at the minute. Like you know, on Facebook, you can do the mute yeah, for yeah. like a month or whatever. Every time something is like announced or previewed, it's shit. It's instantly not as good as what we used to have, or it's broken, or it, you know, why is this legion getting something over another legion? Why, why, why? And I'm just, I'm so fucking done with it. Mm. Like, I was really, really excited for Heresy Two. I got like maybe a month of being really fucking excited for Heresy Two, and now I just don't care. How old are you again? Thirty-five. You're getting into old man mode. Welcome to my world. Wee. <laughs> but it's, it's really weird. Like, everything the Games Workshop are doing, like when they, re- when like the new boxes. I'm like, yeah, fucking sick. I, I need 10 Tartarus Terminators for my Black Shields. But I haven't got Black Shield rules yet, so I'll, I'll but, wait. But the thing well, is... I, you know, I, I'd like a Leviathan, but if I put it on the table, someone's going to fucking cry at me because they can't kill it with bolters, so I'm just not going to bother. I'll give it a go. I'll do it with chain axes. Yeah. It is the thing. The people that you would enjoy playing as the same people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like, at the end... Before we knew that Heresy 1 was ending, I bought... Three contemptors and two leviathans for a Dark Angels list. Holy shit! I'll play that, man. Well, this is it in my predator list. In Heresy <laughs> One, that was a, a bit of a fun, silly list to play because yeah. it was, well, as we always said, it was a dog. It was a dog shit. Yeah, because it, it was basically it was it was Fear of the Ancients version one. Now I can't, I can't even now you mention. Feel, now you feel guilty for no, it's not to even do that. something. Like, I I bought those miniatures. I'm going to do that army. I'm going to build them. I'm going to paint them. I'm going to enjoy doing it. But the, the two times I've mentioned it in chat, it's immediately been completely. Like, oh, I'm not going. I'm just not going to play that because you can't. You can't beat it. You can't do anything again. And I'm like, cool. I, I guess I'll just go and fuck myself then. Well, there's literally you've got three opponents here. All yeah. of us will play it. Okay, so just as a side tangent, I've only played since officially since 2.0 has been released. So we did a demo before it got released using the uh, open day rules. Yeah, uh, which have checked, which were different to the actual. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm only saying since it's been officially released, I've played one game of 2.0. That was against Dan uh, two weeks ago, and it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, this is it. It was a great learning I, game. We had a dreadnought each. In fact, 
Your dreadnought was the perfect Raven Guard because I completely forgot it was behind the building <laughs> until he stepped out to try and shoot. Do you me. know, I, I did that. I did what I used to do with my Death Guard um, pod launchers is that I'd put them in places when I was playing games, especially in tournaments and stuff. I put them in places on the board where there where there was almost real camouflage, yeah. and then I'd forget that they're there and forget shooting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think my issue is. I'm really excited for what's coming out. It's just the negativity. I'm really excited for the Mechanicum book because, you know, I've got this idea that I want to see if I can do. But it's like negativity in our own community, negativity in the wider community. And then every time I'm like, oh, that cool, that event looks interesting. I wonder what that's, that rule pack's going to be because, you know, I can make that event and, I, and maybe some of the 69th will want to come. And it's like, Fear of the Ancients is banned. One Dreadnought per every 1,500 points. You can't take anything from exemplary battles. I don't get you can't take anything from, from legacies, and it's like, what's the fucking point then? I might just, I might as well just turn up. But the thing is, and this isn't anything against merchants because I've listened to the merchants podcast. They're approaching it like, okay, these things are banned, but I'm still going to take cool stuff. Mm. And Tom was saying he's going to an event in London, and he's just going to take a shitload of Varagir. What's the Varagir Terminators Space Wolf Terminators yeah it's like they're their specialist unit oh the banana cloak yeah, oh, yeah. Banana yes. right. and he said it as a joke he was just like well if I can't take my rapier batteries I'm just going to take fucking 1500 points worth of Varagir why can't I take rapier batteries because Anuj has said that you can't take rapier batteries to this event and you can't take dreadnoughts or whatever but surely rapier batteries are the perfect counter against but you can't take artillery to this event what? Specifically artillery, but the only thing that oh, is it like a theme thing? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. But yeah, Tom. Anyway. Tom kind of jokingly said, oh, "I'm just going to take fucking fifteen hundred points of Varagir," and it's like, why is it? Th- like, remove the fact that Tom said this as, as a joke, yeah. or he even said it. Why would it be okay for someone to rock up to an event with fifteen hundred points of Varagir and completely fuck his opponent because Space Wolves can run and charge and shoot? They get plus one weapon skill on the charge. Varagir are two wounds and weapon skill five. Yet, if yeah. I turn up with more than one dreadnought per fifteen hundred points, I'm the fucking bad guy. Yeah, I think I think you got to. I've said this a few times, and I think I've said it. Uh, I might have even said it while we were recording. But at the minute, it's the mad. It, it, we're in the mad phase. We're in. We've got. There's been. There's clearly a massive influx of other players. There's people for whom haven't engaged. For one reason or another, with the rules set beyond going, why why does the why does X thing that I used to be able to do no longer work? This is bullshit. Yeah, you've right. got uh, people like, and this is I, I've said this. You know, I've said this out loud in the 69th chat. It's like we've collectively in the 69th played less than ten games of Heresy mm-hmm. Two, and yet everyone's a fucking expert. Yeah, yeah, which is bullshit. I mean, we we both we both had. Dreadnoughts, did we not? And it was like a fifteen hundred point game, maybe. It was. It was. Uh, I think it was fifteen hundred points. Maybe fifteen hundred. It was fifteen hundred points because we, I, I, knew I had a fucking Kratos. <laughs> yeah, he had a Kratos. I had a fucking Kratos. Which you know what? My uh, like so uh, the mission we played was Blood Feud. Yeah. I picked tanks because he got more tanks. Yeah. Simple as that. It was that was. I hadn't even looked at the actual specifics of the of the mission. I just read. I need to pick one of these. I'll pick tanks. Done. That was as far as I went. Yeah. Because I went mathematically, he's got more victory points for me to take than it. A, a, a Kratos, he's not got a flare shield because you're not a dick. Yeah. Well, but I couldn't have fifteen hundred points. I ignored it. I just yeah. ignored it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what? It's like you said. It's like it's one of those things where people are going to be scared of it because it's an unknown. Yeah. And I was just like, if he blows up a tank, he blows up a tank. 
if he, if he starts becoming a problem, then I'll try and deal with it. Yeah. Otherwise, he's got four rhinos for me to blow up. I think the core of my issue is, and it, it goes back to when I used to play War Machine, I played War Machine to go to events. I started playing Heresy to go to events. Because like, we, we all went to uh, Geno 5-2's double events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to Herald's and Heresy double event. We've just like recently got back from the King Fluff doubles event. Like it's a social thing for me. I want to go to events Same, with, like with like with the bros and yeah. have a weekend away and play some heresy where, with other people that yeah, uh, had are a great weekend the at the uh, at the King Buff one because of that. But then every time I'm like that event looks cool. Oh, I can't I can't go to that event because my Dark Angels list won't be allowed. I I could take my Salamanders, but for some reason GW have made Salamanders utterly wank this edition. So like so. yeah. Like, comparatively to the other legions, I have one special character who's my Primarch. Dragon Breath Flamers are okay. Oh, I think they're really good. The Iron Warriors have only got their Primarch as a special... Yeah. They don't have any special characters at all. Yeah, but... Like, I, I think I think you'll try to have a look at your Salamanders again, because I think... I don't know. Maybe, 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 I think, maybe I think the you, Salamanders think thing think is a bit of a mindset is not helping that, but... But, like, I on. mean, this is coming off the back of the fact that, like, Black Shields are apparently coming, but we can't have a, a reliable timeline as to when. So, like... Although I want to work on them, I don't know what I can add or if yeah, I should. That, that, that's, that, the unknown is where that's a big issue. So if you, if you were to ask me for advice as what to do, I would build your Dark Angels because, like I say, you've got at least three games in this room. Yeah. But I th- like I say, I think, I think the, the thing that's the core of what's pissed me off is... You can't even discuss it. Yeah, I can't, I can't, can't, even... in, I can't go into the 69th and be like, hey, I've, the, I've got a cool idea I've for got a Because it'll immediately get shit on. And I, I don't want to have that combative conversation with multiple people about how... Because at the core of it, I own this stuff because I, I bought it when it wasn't good. Yeah. And I don't also, want to cool turn around and be that guy that goes, oh, but I've always liked Dreadnoughts. Because that's, oh, well, that's, you know, fu- that's fucking so there's, annoying. There's, okay. people, there's people coming out of the woodwork who've surprisingly oh, like, wait, found a no, liking so, for Seekers. Well, part of this, uh, this is uh, a post that came out today, and this is the exact opposite of what you're doing with Fury of the Ancients, right? Yeah. So... As you, uh, I've known that you've been interested in Fury Agents since way back because we've had multiple conversations about me saying that you can do a, 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 we spent a solid six months trying to make that fucking right of war work no, we, I basically always insisted that you could do a few of the Ancients without actually using the right well, of war well in the end we did because it's Serpent's Bane yeah well, well yeah exactly but it used to be Serpent's, yeah, well, Serpent's but Bane there was always so I'm, I know that's why you bought them also Dark Angels Dreadnoughts are fucking cool. Yeah. Those models are actually really, really nice. The Leviathan and the, and the Contemptor. The Space Pedos, but fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's also something I think is bothering him. Um, <laughs> but today was a post that came up. I can't remember where it was. or I assume it was Crusade and Heresy or something like that. And this is literally what it was. I want to build a few of the Ancients army. What is the best Legion rules to support that? I mean, Iron Hands, but... Yeah. No, 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 but that, that, is, the, that is the issue yeah. right there. It's the backwards way of thinking. It's not, I'm going to pick a yeah. particular legion because it's cool. No, it's, what is the best rules to make something that I know is so, really good better? I, ref- I, refer, I refer you to my first point. There's a that, dickhead, that dickhead will be gone in three months. It, three months, October, November, they'll, have, it'll, they'll all be gone. Well, absolutely, next year when the new 40k comes out. Uh, yeah, they'll be gone. But like, like I say, the core of it is I want to go to events. So I'm in this weird position of you want to get excited for something that yeah. isn't happening. It's like it's like um, the event that Meadows was putting on. I was like, I can go to that. It's on a weekend that I'm free, regardless of the fact it's sold out in, and in, in, and in it's a never free for amazing them. amount of time. But it was like limit on dreadnoughts. Well, shit, can't run my own warriors. 
because my mm. armor is mostly dreadnoughts. Four dreadnoughts in it, which are all painted from first edition. Yeah. I could run my salamanders, but then that then you know I have to run loyalist or you know and it's the same reason I haven't picked up Ollie's ticket for Birmingham because it's a traitor ticket. I don't have a traitor force that I can use. And I think I just started to get, I, I pissed myself off. I was like, right, I'm not going to engage with Heresy for a while. I muted some of the pages. Heresy AI drops. And I was like, fucking yes. You know why? Because I'm super, I'm like, I love AI. Well, we've, we've been, been, we've been discussing been doing about... Heresy, a version of Heresy X-Wing, and then AI yeah. Aeronautica came out. So we were like, oh, cool, we can just use the, the Marine Flyers. They've given us a rule set. It's got all, all the legions I mean, did in it. didn't even have to do that. No. Well, that came out of nowhere, that did. First comment, oh, it's Marines, it's boring. You play fucking Horace Heresy, mate. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And after that, I was just like, I don't see the point. And um, like, I've had it, I've had it muted for a few days because it's like every time I've popped in on mute. The, the last time I popped in, the fucking discussion of whether we're a bolt pistol counted as a melee weapon was still going on, and I was like, cool, I'm, I'm not interested. Well, to be fair, well, that, was, that only came up because Will raised it. He was asking about close combat weapons with dreadnoughts, which, as I pointed out, it actually says in the fucking book what you do. You just got to read the rules. Yeah. Maybe I've just been unlucky, but every time I've dipped back in and been like, oh, is it time to no, move? It's been a in We're in that period where every little rule is being scrutinised or misunderstood and then re-scrutinised. This whole circular discussion that's that will constantly happen. Like discussion of rules and stuff, I, I get it's going to happen. Yeah. Discussion of like which legion got better rules. Is always because we all have a dog in the fight. We all have our preferred Honestly, legions. I don't think I've seen much of that. With yeah, but perception-wise, like yeah. we all we all have a legion that we is our legion. Yeah. So we're all going to stand up for it. But it's like when something new comes out. Yeah, don't like a helmet or don't like a gun. Don't just be like, oh, it's marines. It's boring. I'm not going to engage. Oh yeah, that, that's that's just a stupid, stupid or, response. Like, because I was like, oh, people, you know, at least some people might be interested in this because we've got quite a big AI scene locally. Uh, like two people said I'm not interested because it's marines and then no one else commented because people were being negative about it and I'm just like I don't I don't know what to do mm. to get my hype back because like I say I was super hyped for version 2 I like the way the rules play I keep having dumb fucking ideas for armies or to add stuff but then once I get past the dumb ideas phase into the how do I implement this phase I just stop because I'm like I, I, I don't know what to say to you, except um, my hope is not dependent on anybody. Mm. It's, no, it's yeah. complete disconnect. I don't give a shit. In the nicest possible way, I couldn't give a fuck what anybody else does. So couldn't give a fuck. I mean, I think for me though, it's because like I've always viewed wargaming as a way, as like, as like I say, it's a social thing. Like yeah, when, when I played War Machine, I wouldn't really play a lot locally unless I was practicing for a tournament. But it was going away for the weekend, yeah. like to the tournaments that I wanted to do. The same for like I played Heresy a lot more locally because I really enjoyed the game, and we had the campaign and everything yeah. playing. But it's the same as like you said the other day: who wants to restart the campaign? Fucking tumbleweeds! If we'd said that in Mark One, we'd have people snapping our fucking hands off at the wrist to play that campaign. And I just I can't understand where like the hype for the for it's gone. Everybody thinks they're going to lose out, I think, is, is the thing. The, 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 the penny will drop eventually. If, if you want to... But Ant, Ant and I know this from long and hard experience. If you want people to be hyped for something... Oh, you've got to lead. You, you've got to lead it. So, if you want to play... If you want to play Dark Angels and you want to bring every fucking dreadnought <laughs> you've got... I'll lend you, you my... I'll lend you, I'll lend you my Leviathan 
quartering. So, you, uh, so you oh, the six. Yeah. I always forget you've you got those. Build that, build that, and paint that fucking list. I will play. Promise you, I will play you every single fucking week, and you can kick my ass or whatever happens. I'll just bring. I'll drink. Don't I'll give bring, a shit. I bring the Avon calling list. Yeah. That I mean, what, what you could do against Ant is literally you have a kill count as to how many uh, world eaters you can what kill. Did, what did we start doing at, at the at the? Um, oh fucking hell! What were they called? Herald's doubles. Herald's doubles. Oh. Well, it was patently clear we weren't going to beat anybody. Who could kill the most custodians? <laughs> We, we, we just yeah. started our individual own kill fun, count. Yeah, we just we, we had a game within a game, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it was we like were, right, who could get the most we kills? We still played yeah. tactically, but it yeah, was like yeah. right, how can we inflict? I think my Praetor with a Paragon Blade just went fucking munching through a unit. I was like, yeah. We we, we basically <laughs> ended the week at weekend, and I think it was that last game oh, where I I ran down a couple of uh, militia squads, yeah, and there were like yeah. forty dudes yeah. that tipped me over the edge. Yeah, they dropped. Well, we did that with the Knights Errant, didn't we? Yeah, we had we had little dumb things to do, and this is this is right. I th- this is what's internally, and I've got myself into a into a fucking rage spiral over it. Yeah, I want to be juiced. I want to be like fucking. Let's go. Let's get some heresy going. So I want to be hype again. Okay, but, but then every time when I try and slide some of that hype into the into the situation. Someone's got a problem with something that's yeah. going. It's like fucking oh nemesis bolters everywhere, and it's like fuck off and right. play a list. This is, this is, this is exactly bolters. my point. This is exactly my point. I have never seen in any game anybody use nemesis bolter. Not once. Oh. Not once. Um, ben uh, used them against. Um, yeah, he didn't. Way. He didn't. He used headhunters. They are enhanced steeds. He had a he had a, a vigilator with one as well. One vigilator. Okay. Okay. He couldn't hit for shit. Well, I say, <laughs> I say Nemesis Boulders. The proliferation of precision shot fuckery. Yes, yes. yes. that's, that's the we were having the other week, that's wasn't exactly it? Exactly it. It's, it's not precision shots and breaching slash rending. Yeah. That, combination. that combination is what's the, the issue. So Nemesis I, I said this, is just the perfect I did say this when like, I first started looking through the rules. I was like, you're going to start seeing a lot of that. Yeah, but, but again, um, going back to my original point. Yeah, yeah. I'm the only person that owns any recon marines, <laughs> and I've got ten in ultramarine colours. Oh, I know you've got. You're, what are your you guys got a recon company? Uh, I've got shotguns and, sni- and sniper rifles. This was an excellent point. You don't have to have nemesis bottles on you recon marines. Recon. The issue isn't recon marines. It is the people spamming. Precision, like all of them with nemesis bottles. In every point. version you see, and this is what I get offended with seeing every time I go on. Oh. I've just come up with an Emmy spotter. Today, or the other day, I saw someone posted, uh, I wasn't able to go out, so I used right. uh, I used um, cocktail sticks and some tube to make an Emmy spotter. Right, okay. Why? I'm going to go back to another point I made earlier about the mad bit and these people yeah, being going exactly. on three months. Right. What is my big beef about people posting stuff about working progress? What do I always say? Or maybe you don't hear me say it very often. The problem. Oh, the, the fucking. There's a lot of people that post them for its working progress and never actually use it. Exactly. Yeah. They never fucking finish it. So I've seen. You've unleashed a dad now, haven't you? Absolutely. You'll see I'm just on relax. Facebook, on, on, on Instagram, <laughs> lots of working millions, millions of photos of fucking plastic bottles with bits of pipe stuck at the front of them to make sniper rifles. I guarantee you, less than 1% of them will make it attached to a fucking plastic painted model at any point in the this future. This is true. But, but, but it, I, brought, I mentioned the Nemesis Bowlers as like an example of here's some hype but it can't survive the crushing weight of the salt over Nemesis Bowlers the salt over Dreadnoughts right. the salt over my right of war because it used I'll, to be I'm going to be absolutely honest here obviously I was looking at new armies for Blaine George first thing I did was put a recon squad 
Nemesis bottles in because I thought it'd be cool. At first, they're the new hot. But then now, do they, do they pin though? Yes. They do. Yeah. So see, so they've got precision shots. So they can choose. So ev every kit is a precision shot. You see, for me, because because weirdly enough, I was because with despoilers, if the squad that you charge as class is being pinned, then the despoiler unit or the despoiler gets, gets some extra yeah. attack or something like that. It's yeah. like um, if you're um, bolter discipline, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the despoiler version of. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like we had we had similar shit like that. I mean, obviously, pinning is a new is the new hot mechanic, right? Because that's what I was looking for, but just for the world. Either. The thing I the thing I'm seeing. That's why I put them in the Blood Angels. Mm. Yeah, the thing I'm seeing the most of now that's kind of whittling away at, at my belief that like the old ideal ideology we had with Heresy One is gone is people aren't building to theme anymore. Mm. They're not building to theme yet. So I, I get. I, I'm coming back to oh, this. Sorry, right. the, 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 the large currently currently aren't building to theme yet. The, but it's we, we've got a new influx of people. So okay, uh, there's a, there's a few things I'll say to build my case around this. First thing is, you know, I've been trying to sell some of my armies. Right. Yeah. Everybody that's approached me with a realist off, realistic offer offer to buy it is explicitly because it works really well in a Heresy 2.0, and I want to take it to tournaments. That's it. Everybody that's approached me with a serious offer. So there's obviously a bunch of people who've got no interest in building heresy models, nope. got no interest in painting them, got no interest in building the theme, they want to buy an army that can take to a tournament and win. Mm -hmm. That is true when any version of a GW game is released. Be Absolutely. it Warcry, be it 40k, when the next codex drops, it'll be people looking for painted Sisters of Battle, or, you know, or whatever it is. So there's that. Second thing is, um, with their there is little to no experience of actually playing games of Heresy 2.0 in the community. Really low levels of it. And it's all distorted. So they're doing the kind of classic net, net list thing where the, what's the latest hotness? I'll bang a load of that and see what happens. Fine. But that'll be, that'll, that gets old really quick as well. Um, there's, I, I, think, I think the really critical bit is to ride this wave of bullshit out yeah. because it'll it'll go and it will be gone that, I, I really do think that I think it'll burn it, it's like a wildfire it burns itself out I think I think no, it's not, this is not an issue because I think this is this is realistically a good thing I think previously Heresy 1 and the whole Heresy thing locked out a lot of people because of the price bracket right mm. so to get the rules to get resin, they immediately go. Oh, you got to. There was a lot of perception oh, out there the resin that, tanks that you got to buy yeah. resin tanks from Forgeworld that were really expensive. And people are going to, like you say, about people going to proper tournaments. If that's your thing, that's your thing. That's cool. But they don't want to spend way loads and loads of money on armies that they're going to use at an event and then try and sell <laughs> on or get rid of later. And heresy armies generally, because of the paint standards, are really high. And they're usually made up of very expensive resin models. That's not something you can just buy on a whim for the sake of going to an event. They are what I would I would have considered a premium premium yeah. army to buy. Whereas I've seen in the 40k scene, I mean this is just an example, it's not might it might not be what it's actually like, but you know, I think it was an event, a GT event last year at One World. It was just a bunch of vipers over a dark elder or uh, elder vipers. That was the in well, game hotness, and look it was at just like airbrush, airbrush three colours, yeah. and you had multiple armies of that. And then the next day, after the event was finished, they were up for sale. Yeah. Move on to the next one. 
Yeah. You know, it's just the, it's, it is. And I think it, it's, it's what they do. It's, it's yeah. their mentality. It's easy. That's what their thing. Fine. But Heresy's never been about that previously. Like even at the events. Well, actually, I, I that, well. So the, the, another point I would make is, um, I think. It's it's nostalgic to think that there wasn't uh, a it, stuff it wasn't prolific. I think well, hang on, hang on a second. I think it was. I think it'd be, it's a bit naive nostalgic to think that Heresy One didn't have a exploitable lists or B oh, there were people that exploited it. Oh no, absolutely no, not. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely no. did. The only absolutely thing is, did. is the rules of the games changed, so there's different things to exploit. That's the only difference. Yes. Absolutely true. But also, it's one of those things. Like you say, because because it's still very very young. People are still trying to suss out the rules, so as they discover something, they'll go over, they'll latch onto it, yeah. and they'll spam it, and then you know it'll kind of go through. Well, it, what it is is the, what, the, the, the figuring out stuff that is a problem for them in the game, yeah. and then the, immediately trying to search for the what is the solution to that problem, which is where going back to the Nemesis Bolt thing. Yeah, but the solution to the problem isn't banning it. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. No, I'm saying is, this is what this is the, what the community's done. So, like, I, you look at the exemplary battles, right? Oh, sun killers are going to be a problem. I will ban them. Oh, no, because they're not in the that's, core book. That's not the point I was trying to make. But that, no, that, I think that's part of my issue. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. It's like artificially limiting the scope of a game that we've been given the full scope of. Why? We we never banned anything in Mark in, in Mark One. In fact, we had a whole swathe of books from Australians that half the community fucking were like whacking their frothy cocks over, <laughs> and the rest of us were like, "That's dog shit." So like, why can the community have? the ability to accept heavy fucking destroyers, yet they can't accept a box dreadnought. Like, what, what the fucking planet are they on anymore? Apparently, I've pissed myself off. But this, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, like I say, I want to be fucking juiced over the edition, and I want to get games in, and I want to fucking do stuff, but I also want to be able to say, oh, hey, uh, look at my box dreadnoughts that I think personally are really fucking cool, without having... Like half the event scene go, uh, they are cool, but you, you can't use them at my event because I, I'm a prissy little bitch. See, I think I said to you yesterday or last night was that it's weird that they're banning stuff, right? Okay, I, I get the logic from these people because they want people to come to these events and buy tickets, effectively. And if the community is not liking something, they don't want to upset the balance, whatever. I don't, I don't want to get into but the, the community. Deep, fucking but the community fucking loved exemplary battles when they first started. Yeah, yeah but let, let me finish. So. What I don't get, and why I think this is really weird that the banning these, like, like as you said, we're in the wildfire stage. It should be let loose, let let just like have everything. We're not even got all of the armies out yet. No. We've not got custodians. We've not got militia. We've not got well, mechanical officially yet. I've been told on many mechanical pages that mechanical are now shit, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty impressive considering all we've seen is a fucking box. Yeah. Cut out of one page. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, this it, should be the this should be the phase of let loose. Go wild so we can figure out what is, you know, the the, the I, weird stuff. So think, in six months' time, we can start going. Yeah, I that's think a bit, as well. Bit I think as well, there's a, there's a risk of social media being the self-selective bastard that it is. Yeah. Is that the voices you hear are the whiny yeah, bastards, but they're yeah. the only people that are posting. For because Ross, you're a actual case in point because you might be a voice in opposition to some of that. But you've just decided to, to go to. I ain't bothered. I engage you in that shit. Does it wind you up more? Well, no, but, but, yeah. Brad, you know, that, I'm not, that's, that's, that's not that's a criticism of your no, position. No, no, no. It's that's 100% thing. true. But my 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 point of view on that is, if I made a stand, like we worked really hard to build the community. Yeah. Like you 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 kicked it off, and then we've come in and we've worked with you to build this well, community. Alan, Alan would claim he started it, but you yeah. know, fuck that bitch. But, 
I don't want to seem like I'm fucking, you know, jacking myself off in the corner, but the four of us do a lot for the community, whether it is through the podcast or whether it's through like the 69th and, and everything like that. And if I turn around and start going, right, shut the fuck up, you cunt, that's not how this works. Whether you like it or not, I'm a big personality in that chat, mm. in our little community, and I, I can do more irreparable damage by defending my standpoint than I can by just saying, right, I'm going to leave you fucks to, to have a knife fight in, on your own, and I'm going to go and do something that I enjoy for a while, and then I'll come back when three of you have left the chat because you, you decided that you want to go and play 40k again or whatever and then I can I can just slot back into normality yeah. so I wasn't suggesting that you were sort of like responsible for for going well, no, like I just wanted, that fight. I just wanted I, to yeah, make yeah, it get clear that that was my standpoint I, if, I, I don't I think what you're expressing isn't something that you want a practical concrete solution to however what I would say is build what you want paint what you want yeah. I don't give a fuck Anyone, any one of us sat in this room will play you multiple times with any fucking list you like. I think, will, I think, and we will laugh and have a great fucking yeah, time that's doing true. it. It's true. I, I think my, I think it boils down from I had such a good time at that King Fluff event, which, when Heresy Two was announced and it was Heresy One, we were a little bit kind of like, ah, fuck, you know, we've got to play another game of Heresy One. It's gonna be a bit. Gonna yeah, be a bit. we were so hyped for Heresy Two. Yeah. They were like, oh God, I don't even know what well, it is. I, I was riding that wave. I had such a good time at that event, and I was ready to to get some more events in. And, uh, the first couple that went on sale unfortunately clashed with, with personal things that I had to get done and now every, like I say every time an event pops up and I'm like I can make that event it looks good it's run by people who run a good event oh it's fucking banned half the stuff I want to take there's nothing we can do about that no there's not but I think that's that yeah. started the ball rolling and yeah, I've just sure, got sure. Like, a, like a big fucking salty snowman I've just got bigger and bigger as I've rolled down this hill. Right, so we're going we're, we're, we're we're to spray you with, with the non-saline solution to dissolve along with it. And the stop, start for that is... Now. Sorry? I can't do that image in my head. Excellent. I've got the image of you with the cat spray. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no. The, the start for 10 is, you build and paint what you fucking like. So yeah. I'm, I... I Certainly, I'm not going to not build a unit for the Raven Guard because somebody's got an opinion on the internet I mean, about. Christ, I've got Iron Warriors that are probably the best solution to deal with uh, dreadnoughts, if they be. Bring every fucking whatever. Bring every fucking dreadnought that you can squeeze yeah. into two thousand five hundred points. I don't give a fuck. You know yeah. what? You know, thinking about it, world eats with world because obviously dreadnoughts have got a copy of Star Tales for all now. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fucking hilarious, wouldn't it? That yeah. would be so it would be. It would, oh. it would be fucking hilarious to play. What you're thinking so of through the ancient body is army. Yeah, man. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, because be the cool. thing is, though, can, can we not all do that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can. I mean, you say that, and I've already planned a few of the ancients for something else. We do for this thing. We all take a few of the ancients list. We do like a thousand. Clash of iron. Fight a thousand points. Kong. War machine Mark One esque. You want to do Iron Warriors? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm, I'm probably going to go and do what, uh, Iron Warriors now. I'm almost 98% of the way there now. Why? Oh, we should have a chat after the podcast. I've got, I, I, basically, from buying the box sets and stuff that I got, so I got bought And all one. the cheap stuff that was going. Oh, fucking hell. It was the golden age. We're now in the age of, I've stuck this together like a one-handed monkey. Oh, Does anybody want to buy it for market price? No. Before before you, you tell how many Terminators you've got, have you seen the reaction to the 60-odd pound price tag on the Spartan? Oh, no, no, but no, no it's coming. No. So good. People are like, fuck that, I'm not paying that. We found the price and it's 40 pounds. <laughs> 
Capitalism, bitch! It's so good. And it kind of got me thinking, and I was like, why don't. I mean, Workshop would sell far, far more if they that's not how We've established this multiple times, that is not how they yeah. think. No, no, no. It's like, a margin call. They want to be Louis Vuitton, they don't want to be. The, 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 the thinking man's CEO would have like, Primark, The they? community has found the £40 benchmark. So I'm going to price this at 45 yeah, How long is that going to start creeping up a little bit? So it's, oh, it's 50 oh, yeah, quid, which is less than the official. Because that, is that 60 quid for a GW one? Yeah. yeah. So how much is it for a. Uh, 50, 50, 50, no, maybe, yeah, about 50. So that's that's going to be the benchmark that Sorry, people are going to work the, to. If I could get one new with delivery from yeah. X third party, then Ace Martin, you're not, you're basically, you're not going to sell it. Do you remember the gold standard? Yeah. It so was the Sakaran, was it? Yeah, Edge of Empire have the uh, Sakaran standard, which was the, it was like the linchpin of all, like secondhand sales was how much a, a Sakaran went for. RRP versus second hand and obviously now plastic's come out and it's completely destroyed the fucking Sakaran standard yeah, but yeah the, the, the Spartan currency. standard for a while was like 40 quid you could even like get some mad lads out there that were selling them for I, like 35 yeah, that one I got was 35 and I was like I fucking resisted bargain. like they are like are oh, you fool no no but I'm like uh, you know or as you call him Long Dave um, Long Dave Long Dave I'm also he is the same as me in that He's actually worse than me. I really resisted buying stuff just because it was cheap. I've looked at stuff and gone, that's a really, really good deal. Do I really need more 10 Catafacto Terminators well, we when should, I've already got We should have loaded up on Spartans, yeah. and now the new Spartan standard's out, we could have turned a profit. Uh, well, yeah, we could have flicked it. We but could have been the capitalists we despised. Of we all, could, we could have scalping fuckers we always have. That, that would be great, <laughs> but you already know how much I've hoarded over the years I've just not sold. Because that's because you refuse to use eBay. Yes. Because I can't be asked to go deal with the fucking post office as well. Whereas alternatively, the only reason I didn't buy more Spartans is because I'm banned from PayPal. So <laughs> yeah, that, that I was like, fucking. Do you not know why? That's a fucking really air guitars, man. So when the, I, the air guitars? Yeah, in university. Uh, in, yeah, in university, I sold a bunch of air guitars. Yeah, I remember that. Someone in America paid like three hundred dollars for one, and then PayPal were like, "Stop it!" and banned my bank account. <laughs> Rubbish. Yeah. So. Um, I yeah. actually got I don't even one. remember how we got onto this run. Terminators. Oh, no, golden age. Sorry? Terminators. Yeah, so I've got like 30-odd Cataphracts of Terminators, and I was like, what are we going to do with these fuckers? Uh, and then I went, oh, Iron Warrior Terminator list. Because I was going to do Empress Children, and I was already, I was going to redo Empress Children, I should say. Uh, and I was already on the edge of like, oh, God, those fucking Phoenix Terminators were a ball like to build and paint. <laughs> and then, then Jake, I think, said in the chat, I'm going to do Empress Children, and I'm like, that's my out. <laughs> I don't need to do Speaking of Empress Children, yeah. I don't think we've actually talked about the releases properly. We haven't, no, no, we've we talked about some, some of them, but not all of them. So there was the new, there was both the Empress Children Praetors that were dropped, the power armoured one, and who has, um, has a Sephiroth cape feel to it. Yes, and he does. That is uh, yeah. an epic cape. Yeah, and the uh, Tartarus pattern. Tartarus really nice. Do you love the uh, combi Volkite? Yeah. yeah. Love it's a that. real Chad. It's got the, it's got the side mounted. Yeah. Um, for the kill shot uh, magazine yeah I like the the big gem on the chest I think that's a shared thing from the Phoenix Guard right the yeah Phoenix that's right yeah. they've got slightly smaller gems but they're not practically as important as him no I think they're really good I'm, I'm loving the fact that we've got Praetors again mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not just a fucking set of heads the one thing I didn't like is the power armoured ones Mark 6 and I, I'm, I'm hoping that that's just a 
Oh, they, they look good in Mark Six, and it's not a all of them will be in Mark Six now. I think the I think they're going to be. If I remember the preview of the Emperor's Children heads, they were all Mark Six beaky heads. Oh no, I think he's talking about the Praetors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, specifically the Emperor's Children's heads are Mark Six. Yeah, heads. they all are Mark Six. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, all, all, all of the head variants on Mark Six. I don't oh. think the Iron Warriors one were. Yeah, they're, 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 they're like meant to be, but they're, they're just weird. Yeah, they're just, they're just they're just stylized, very heavily okay. stylized. But it's like, I, but also, I, I hope they don't all come out in Mark Six. Not because I dislike Mark Six, but it's like it's becoming a bit samey. If I get an Iron Warriors Praetor in Mark Six, I'm going to be disappointed that it's not Mark Three. Yeah, because that's kind of the iconic armor it's, class. It's the aesthetic that yeah. you tend to go for. Also for Empress Children. We've got Luscious the Eternal, according to your, luscious, uh, your notes. Yeah. Luscious. The Luscious of the Eternal. Can, can I, there, there is a, a subtlety with the Emperor's Children Terminator Praetor, which I, I picked up on. I thought, that's really fucking cool, because that would have been a ball ache otherwise. They've modelled him with weapon options for the uh, special delegates, for the special consularis Emperor's Children, which oh, is the called Warden. Phoenix Warden. Yeah. So he's got a Phoenix Rapier and a combi weapon. That rapier is really nice as well. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Lucius the Eternal's got a model at last. Oh, he's smashing. No, Lucius the Faultless Blade. He isn't the Eternal. Oh, he's not the Eternal yet, is he? He's the Faultless Blade, but yeah. Lucius the Eternal's had a model for quite a while. Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, I like that model. Because he's got a uh, a Thousand Suns Kopesh type. He's got the Lier Blade. Is that what it is? So it's it's the sword that Fulgrim gets that demonly diddles him. Yeah, and then the he gives blade. it. He gives it to Lucius when Lucius becomes like the sword champion. Yeah, but he's got two, hasn't he? He's got his normal sword called Nineteen, which is actually better than the Blade of Lair. And then he's got the Lier blade, which looks like a Kopesh. Uh, oh, is that? Well, is that one? Yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I thought. If you look at it, it's exactly the same sword as Fulgrim, but just smaller. Oh, so it's, yeah, so it's like Kopesh, but yeah. it's slightly different. And I, I don't know whether or not it shrinks in the lore. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's like the Lord. It's a, like it's like the ring. It's like the One Ring, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of suits the it, yeah. It, it changes, changes the size to suit the, the wielder. The wielder. Yeah. But yeah, I thought his, I thought his model was really cool. I really like it. Yeah, I, I've liked both. I've liked both of those. In fact, they're my favourite two. Apart from the only, my other previous favourite was the Word Bearer Power Armor dude. Yeah, which is perhaps not surprising for me, I suppose. But yeah, I, so, I've got to say, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Like both of the uh, Emperor's Children Praetors, even though I'm not a huge fan of the Emperor's Children as a legion, like aesthetic or whatever, they've got some nice stuff. But I think universally, that's one of the first times I've liked both the, yeah. the Power Armored and the Terminator version of it. So we've got Khan. Got Typhus, and we've got Lucius. Yeah. Who's missing? In terms of the big four, Araman, right? Oh no, Araman's no, got no, a no, shot. No, plastic. He's a plastic kit. Oh, that's sad. When you say the big four, who, who else are we thinking of? Lucius. Oh, you mean from the Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, obviously there's there's Abaddon. Fabius, maybe. No, we've got. Fa- uh, no, we haven't. No, we've got, got, got thirty k Fabius, but, but then he's not a lot of rules. He, he has, no, he's, he's basically a Primus medicate at this yeah. point. Isn't yeah. He? Uh, and he's not got specific rules, has well, he? Well, we didn't have rules for Lucius until this edition. No, that's true. Um, I do like how, in the new rules, um, him and Saul Tarvitz interact. Oh, do they? Yeah. So if they're both oh, if they're on opposite sides, they get this, this rules thing. Is it hatred like against that, that particular yeah. character? I still think it's very cool that the models look like they should interact, even yeah. though they've not been it wouldn't surprise clearly me designed as a Yeah, tool. it wouldn't surprise me, though, if somebody designed them to look like that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Can't think of any other releases that we're aware of. We need to talk there's, about. The, there's the heads, there's the Space Wolf heads. Let's address oh, the Space we Wolf need heads. to address that. <laughs> Let, well, before we do that, can I just. I, I just want to absolutely 100% reiterate I am properly frothy for Heresy 2. Oh, I'm I am. properly frothy yeah. for Heresy AI as well. Yeah. So yeah. much so 
that I took a box of um, Xiphons that I found in in the bottom of my hobby stash, and they are about eight percent being done to being raven guards. See, I was already in the process of doing mine as Blood Angels, so they could be used in both 40k and Harris anyway. So, well, I've got no, I've got no marine flies for AI. There you go. Then need to remedy this. Because forks is the fucking way forward. Boys. But this is the cool thing. Hopefully, we'll be able to do things like fucking no, hopefully. the air gonna, war just, over Ullanor. I'm just going to spray them white and call them wild eaters. You know? <laughs> Bim. No, I'm going to. I'm going to do. If I'm going to do AI, then I will probably do word bearers. Nice. It's something different. But the thing is, with what you're saying about like, your lack of hobby zest, play some games. Yeah, I think so. And, that, like I say, and, that's, and that's the key. I need to get juiced for it. I need, I need to play, I need to do something. And I think, my, with my challenge being AI, oh, I once, I, once I can land on a fucking Legion to paint, I'll be well away. Oh, because you definitely organise a game with, it's part of the new club night, organise a game with Dan, because Dan will run you through the game, it will teach, you learn loads that you if you go with an open mind, you, you kind of go, you go oh, forget everything you did before. What? Oh, the 20th, yeah, yeah that's the one world yeah. trip. No, I'm not. Alright then, so we'll do, we'll do something down the club. We'll sort something out, like yeah. I'll get some games in. I know next Thursday we've got D&D. Yeah. But, we'll yeah, like I say, that's going to be lit! We'll, we'll play I'm some, so excited we'll play to play some 3K, ZM, Winner Stays On, Kind of like because we've got every man, new ZM yeah. as well. Oh, so yeah, every, every, time, every time a man dies, we take a shot at tequila. Oh Christ! Christ. We'll hardcore it. Do you remember for my for my um, uh, wedding stag when we had the day? Do you know, do you remember what we did during the day for the wedding stag? We we got the club for the day and then we went out on the piss and I had a tequila re-roll. I, I, could, I could I could every in every game. What was that? It was it was for my stag weekend. I can't remember I got that married. Too. It was about ten years ago Fuck now. It, <laughs> since then, man. Jeez, come on, get with the program. Was that the one where we went to oh, the spicy dancing club? And we ended up, uh, yeah, and we and, had to and, and a certain play begin with H vanished. Vanished for about eight hours. Yeah, and we, me and you, were dancing in our chairs to, to uh, Rage uh, Against the Machine, machine. <laughs> and they thought we were cheering the snake. Now you're just like, yeah, okay, love, see you later. Um, was that your stag day? That was it? my stag day. Yeah, that was a good night. That yeah. was. Because what we did the, during the day was we had tequila re rolls, and it was like you can have a re roll, but that's a tequila shot later. I do remember the concept of tequila re rolls. I wasn't there, but I do remember it. Yeah. There you go, we'll do about that. I was fucking hammered. We'll do ZM. Although I ended up carrying Pete I'm down for Yeah, yeah, fucking <laughs> Pete. Right, should we address these heads? Heads! Right, okay, which ones are we going to talk about? Well, let's talk about. Oh, right, what do we think about the Dark Angels heads? I thought they were cool. I quite like them. I don't know what Other they than fucking like. Angron. Aragorn. Aragorn. Aragorn, yeah. Oh yeah. Christ, Lord of the Rings would be different. I've got to say, the greatest thing that's come out from all head releases has been the memes, because they've each one of them has had at least one yeah, meme. They have, they have at least started putting them on the model. <laughs> so that guy is now no longer having <laughs> to do his yeah. great duty of photoshopping. I, weird, funnily enough, I think the Dark Angels ones are some of the best ones that have been out yeah. so yeah. far. Yeah, the, the standard heads are good. Aragorn is not great. The thing, the thing I don't like is that the, it's the front on view. That doesn't help. But that, but you're, yeah, but that's because earlier they weren't putting them on the models. Yeah, so you didn't see them in a 3D view, which yeah, is what the issue was. It's the reason What's why the, the guy kept photoshopping oh, them. We don't have a second legion. So there's Empress Children, which are the, the beakies with loads of filigree and stuff on. They're going to be an absolute fucking pain in the dick to paint. They are. But they're Absolutely. cool looking. They are look, they do I look think, cool. I think they'll look better on Blood Angels than they will on... I'm kind of hoping they go with the Mark for, uh, a similar thing for the Mark IV helmets for the Blood Angels and make them more sort of like flat-faced 
Oh, maybe. Interesting. Yeah. Come out what's with. after? What's the third? What's the third legion? Emperor's children. Emperor's children. Emperor's children. Then it's um, Iron Warriors. Iron Warriors. Iron Warriors. Oh, Iron Warriors. Yeah. I quite like the Iron Warriors. I quite, I quite yeah, like. Yeah, I thought they were more right. Uh, the grumpy, bareheaded guy is just peak, peak salty Iron Warrior for me. Yeah. Um, I know Luke was very sad at the White Scars. Oh yeah. They, do you know what? I've forgotten how fucking nondescript they were. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a point that I was going to make about all of them, mostly so far. Is that there's not a lot of variation in them? Where, like, if you were to compare them to the original well, upgrade maybe. sets, in terms of the like the, 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 the in the head upgrades before, yeah. you had like what, two of one type and then two of a different type. There were quite clearly variation in the set. Oh, this is it's all the same one, but these five have got a gem on the head. Yeah, instead. these five have got a red triangle. Yeah, of a, a whereas one. the white scars was like these guys, the top knobs in a different direction. It's like. That yeah. is just huge think, mirror in a camp I think as well, I think the White Scars got some of the best helmets in the previous... They did. They did have some real nice ones. The, the bare-headed White Scars guy is great. Yeah. In fact, I think most of the the unhelmeted versions are great, apart from the fucking Aragorn. Aragorn. What's after White Scars? White Scars... Um, six Face Wolves. Oh, fucking... There we go. Poor oh. Should we come back round to them? It's no, fucking... You know, right... That. Oh. You know furries. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, no, I don't know I don't. furries. Do you know furries? I know furries exist. Can I just say, if there's any furries out there, get for I am. Well, maybe I'm willing to try. I'm an open-minded. No, guy. no. no. I would say I'm sorry. I'm not really fucking in a ten suit. fucking kilogram fur suit. It's not even the suit. It's just the fucking head. I'm not having it. Yeah, that's not much fun. Just it'd be hot as balls. I also don't want to look down while I'm. Smashing and be like, great! It's Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. No, because I think no. Think of it, right? And this is just think outside the box. Oh wait, you always have a problem with grip. Oh, you'd be all over the place, wouldn't no, you? No, because all you do, you get the fur, you kind of grab it and wrap it around your hands. And you'd have like fucking mega grip for doggy Pig, style. So you, you're going to pigtail it, but with fur. Yeah. You're not. You're not weirded out by that. No. No, it's an. Can I just interject slightly? For any new listeners, this is exactly the kind of tangent you should be used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is exactly what happens. <laughs> if if this can, bothers you, if you've got like a know, party is not the like, podcast. You know, like a dog with really long ears, like I don't know, whatever. No, a beagle. Yeah. You're going to hold it. on to the beagle, right? So wait, 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 wait. You right can't say this. You no, can't no. say it, Ross. Someone's going to dress up like as that. a beagle, please. <laughs> right. So yeah. Can we just clarify yeah. someone dressed up as a beagle? Yeah, dressed up as a beagle. Not an actual like a... beagle. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's not an animal. It's not Jesus. Hang on, I'm setting up now. I'm getting serious now. You've got someone dressed as a beagle, right? No, just the head on. What the fuck do you mean? That's going to be even worse. That's a bit good, man. Nah, nah. Yeah. Nah. So you still get the ripple of the arse. <laughs> like, what was that film with Fassbender in it, where he the whole for the whole film he had a big fucking bubble head on? That's not. What? Oh yeah. Umbrella Academy. No, 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 no. no. It, was the, it was the. Oh, the fucking else. It, it was. It was like the character from like nineties TV, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Frank, 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 Frank. Frank Castle. No. Frank, no. Frank. I know you mean. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah, did that entire film. Paper yeah. Mache, yeah right. Yeah. 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 No, because that makes it worse. Okay? <laughs> the full suit, okay. At least, nah. at least there's context as to why yeah. there's a giant, like almost anime esque beagle head. If it's just the beagle head, what's happening? Can it's I like s- a weird mafia fucking 
wake up in the morning next to a beagle's head. It's like a really odd situation of a masquerade ball, I've also said ball, beagle so many times yeah. that it's lost it's meaning. It's like Sandra again. Um, can I just point out my first exposure to furries as an even concept was about 12 and I saw uh, The Shining. And there's a scene in it where there's a hotel, it's in the hotel team, one of the flashbacks of the Overlook Hotel, and there's a pair of furries fucking as, as he's going around the hotel and they look... <laughs> and, and they and they look at him and they've and the teeth they've all got like jaggedy teeth. Yes. Yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember at the time going to my brother, what the fuck's going on there? And he went, this is a chat for an old EU dad. <laughs> and we just moved on. There's a thing at LARP when you see someone because there's a there's a thing called a beastkin, right? And when you see someone that's put quite a lot of effort into making their beastkin look oh, no. particularly uh, bestial, it's bang, good shot, sir, because you've found the furry but right I don't know how we got onto furries I think it was me space wolves is that right okay, otherwise, so otherwise we're gonna do all of the law you think about Prospero burning you think about um, yeah. all of the books that they're in no, you've no. not read them what, what, okay, right from the start right from the very start they are Vikings. Yeah. They have scouts, they do runes, they wear the leather like war Gim, masks. Gim masks yeah. Like they're Vikings. They more, hate the whole wolf. Thing. Yeah, more importantly, the one of the first things it said is we don't they get called space wolves, they go, yeah, they, they don't like it. to be called yeah. space wolves. We are called the We're the Rout or the Valkyrie Fenrica. Yeah. So like they hate the wolf thing. Very, very little of the actual wolf motif was in their old design. It was all like the knot work and the Viking symbology. It's really cool. And then I think they've just been like, oh, we need some helmets for this new upgrade. That are based on Mark VI, right? That, that are like for the Space Wolves. We'll get, we'll farm this one out to the 40k team. They can't fuck it up too badly. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Ten days late. The only people I've ten, seen. Ten years late. That's never the only go people away. I've seen like them are Primaris wankers. Oh, they're going to look great on my heavy intercessors. They, they won't. But you carry on thinking that. I mean, to be fair, they might make the Primaris actually look better. But you know, that's a different point altogether. Just they're just going to be fucking heavy intercessor furries. I don't. I don't abide it. The, their issue. Is, I mean, they're, they're just too cartoony. They're just too cartoony. It's. They didn't need to happen, like you said, there's better I, options. I draw the line at furries in real life, and I draw the line at furries in 30k. They're, they're, they're yeah. fixated on the Mark VI pattern alternative, and the best way they could come up with that, they couldn't do a Viking-shaped helmet for that. They I could, mean, they could. Look at all the fucking third no, no, parties no, no. that have yeah, done yeah. it. The third parties aren't Mark VI helmets that have been, Viking, like, been made to look Viking-like. Well, because they've done it now. Because people turned around and went, why didn't it look like well, this? Exactly. No, but those ones that have, that have been posted in the 69th, third party ones, aren't Mark, the variations of Mark VI. They I, are, I wouldn't know, I haven't looked at the Yeah, 69th. exactly. Basically, those third party ones are just Viking style helmets. They're not versions of Mark VI. But, okay, and think, that's think the, about the that's, beaky. Yeah, that's the issue. Is that the, so the, you've got the beaky, and then you think about the kind of that, that very iconic helmet design where it's got the eyes and yeah, it could easily have done it. it. You can hang chain, chain mail off the sides. Yeah. You can use the knot work to go down because you've got a big area down the side yeah. of the cone that's the, the beaky nose. So you can use knot work. You can use runes. Yeah. You can lean further into that leather mask thing because you could have you could have a couple of them that have got leather leather bits piece. and pieces I mean, on their masks. Let's yeah. face it. Night Lords are essentially that, just with schools on it. Yeah. I'm terrified the Night Lords are going to have fucking hand gliders oh, attached. There they are. Always certainly. But they, you, they, I think that is the issue. They've gone right. Mark six. It's quite clearly got a, a, a shape to it. Oh, you know what we can do? Oh, we'll make them spit wolf heads. And what realistically, the, I said the, the only unhelmeted head. The only time I've ever seen a uh, it's, a, it's your classic space wolf with a giant top knot. 
The only time I've seen the and mutton chops, the space, the, the wolf-headed helm that works well, that isn't a skull variant. So like the Death Sworn and uh, whatever is the character's name was from Forty K, the Chaplin dude. His helmet was a cool mm. skull mask. The only time I've ever seen it work was from the 80s, 90s, Road Trader, Space Wolf Captain. Yeah. Sword, the chainsaw in the air, wolf head. That was cool then. They also look like, they, they look like, they look more like fucking jackals or foxes. They don't so, really look like wolves. Yeah, so, somebody pointed out that a wolf skull's got a, spike, a point at the back. He yeah. said, otherwise, yeah. it's a raccoon skull. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. The bear head is painfully fucking generic. Yeah. But you know, the only one good thing that's come out of all of this is that United the Heresy community. I, I said that yeah. then, I said that it's United, the first time. Everyone agrees they're dog shit. Now, the, be- the, no, the other best thing is that not only was a meme made where they made a space marine, uh, they did a space marine Photoshop with a head on. With the the helmet as the toes, the helmet. Oh, but yeah. someone has also created an STL file of that and printed That's it. That's amazing. Our community is great. They've yeah. taken that meme and made an actual file and made a print of it. Yeah. That and that goes to show just how much people hate it. From one set of sexual deviants to another, uh, Imperial Fist helmets are painfully bland. <laughs> They're just like generic knight hats, aren't they? It's yeah. a shame because I I've always liked like the Crusader style helms, but to see like ten of them that are all exactly the same is like. They they it's look like forty k blade guard helmets. Yeah, I would I would I would wager to Which, say that they got the STL and just went copy my homework but make it look slightly different. But it would have been like because I know that obviously what they're doing is like a sergeant variant, aren't they? In each of the kits as well. Yeah. Like uh, make the crusader one the sergeant helmet variant, great, and then do something else with the Mark Six. Making ten of the same stuff is like. Oh, so we're just going to see those on every single one. The Sons of Horus kit is probably closest to the older, the older one because yeah. there's a lot of variation in it. The, the, yeah. the fucking the, the the top knots in there, helmets in there are great, and the the slightly the, the kind of face plate, the kind of the scowly, yeah, the, yeah, the kind of like stylized, very frowny boy. They're great. I Same with the world eaters. Oh, the fucking world eaters are peak. I love them so. You hate them, but I love no, them. I don't, I don't hate them. You just hate that particular but aspect but of them. But if you look at... Because the Berserkers have just been... Uh, for 40k have just Fuck been... Fuck me, they're so nice. But if you look at the helmets for the Berserkers, they've always been traditionally the upright bunny ears, what I call like the hard-on ears. Yeah. Whereas these ones... <laughs> whereas these ones are like the curvy. Yeah. So they're more like... They look like a... Bunny like ears. a double-handed sippy cup. Bunny I like grips. how you're doing the hand. You're doing the same hand position that you did when you were fucking that being <laughs> they furry. They're bugger grips. They're bugger grips. <laughs> well, no. It's like the shoulder pad's okay... No, 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 because I, I, I was thinking about this. So you look at the old shoulder pads they did, yeah. and the, it, the, the, the jaws are defined, and there's the planet and all the things, and then you look at the new Mark VI, Mark VI ones, and it's like, what if I ordered shoulder pads off Wish? Yeah. And that, that's yeah, it. It's so just tape, isn't it? Yeah. They're super bland, they're not... They're okay, they, they're they lack they're detail, they're okay. but at the same time, it's like, it fits the armour mark, because yeah. the armour mark's very smooth and clean, and... Yeah. And I, I have to say, for for the Mark VI, um, I've been leaning into um, transfers or decals yeah. for shoulder pads for a while. But for Mark VI, they just uh, and certainly for Raven Guard as well. You want that low profile look. It looks just so much better. The unhelmeted head for the World Eaters. Oh yeah, because he's got the nails spicy. in there. Yeah, it's got yeah, the nails. It's really good. See, if if they did let say half a dozen of those different variants they're really really good well, the, I really like helmet, the, I don't know, the, the sergeant helmet's great because he's got the teeth in the, yeah. in the box grill 
I, I do like the World Eater ones, I'm with Ross I on do. that. Yeah. I think they're okay, but to be honest with you, I'm just happy that they could have been worse. Like, you know, they they could have been wolf heads, couldn't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. They could have been, they could have been planets with jaws coming out. <laughs> <laughs> they could have been the shoulder pad turned upside down. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I think a, a, a head pack that's just the nails yeah. and various different gurns would be very good. Yeah, very good. Is that all the helmets? That I can think of off the top of my head we've so got, far. We've got to see... So we haven't got. I mean, I'm. We've got to see the Ultra Ra- uh, the, I'm, I'm no, sad. No, no. I'm sad for Raven God because I know it's, they're just going to be generic beakies. Well, it's going to be. It's going to be beaks with the little. The with little the actual nose beaks. <laughs> the little nose bits for where the, the nose on a bird is. Yeah. And then the unhelmeted guy is going to look like he uh, is Jared Way. He's going to be leading the Black Parade. I think from we are Raven Dom. God, you might see guys with bionic eyes and stuff for targeting. That would be cool. In fact, the I think that'd be generic. The generic sprue mark head, uh, mark six heads, are mm, for Raven God. Yeah. What legion number of world is? Twelve. Uh, Twelve. So Why have we not had the Iron Tenth then? Are they not doing them in order? No, they're not. Well, that's order. fucking the stupid. One, they did. Emperor's Children was. Is one of the last ones, and they're the third legion. So. That's making me sad. They, st- I mean, they did emperor, they did um, imperial fists and sons of horus first, anyway, because yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah. they're, the, they're the fancy boys this edition. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, not got Death Guard yet, have we? Death no. Guard could be cool. Yeah, we've not got Death Guard. Not got Word Bearers. Not got Iron Hands. Not got Iron Hands. Not got uh, Raven Guard. Not, not got Salamanders. Or oh, Salamanders could be bad. Fucking dragons. But they're just going to be like snarly dragon faces. Yeah. It's going to be the same problem. You have teeth on them and all sorts. It's going to be space wolves, except it's going to not be furries. It'll be scalies, which is a whole other fucking that's, branch that's of social. I'm glad that Ant walked out of here for that conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was. I hope. I wish I would like for the Salamanders if they did them a bit like the Power Class heads. That, yeah. With that, the, 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 the skin um, yeah. veils sort of thing. I don't understand why they aren't leaning into the already established design ethos for each Legion. I mean, the thing is, it was like, why don't we just update... Because with a couple of notable exceptions, the heads they did previously are all fucking great. Yeah. It's like, can we not just... Update them a bit, but like it's, it feels like they're leaning heavily into the Mark Six thing. But you can still do that and draw from your yeah, legion's I, like core aesthetic. Absolutely agree. I don't know why they're not doing it, but uh, we've talked about the Empress Children. They've already got theirs, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, oddly, they've done then or made to order versions of the torsos so and stuff. Like it's that the old well. ones. Yeah, it's yeah. The yeah old that's ones. what I'm saying. Of the old ones, that seems like a odd move that they've done that, unless they realise that people. Unless that's what they intend to do then, is do all these Mark Six upgrades and then just do made to order for all the other ones. The old they'll, ones. Yeah, they'll do they'll do the print on demand windows for the old stuff. Thousand Suns don't have anything yet. That's just going to be fucking little pyramids, isn't it? Um, but again, they have some of the best heads from. Yeah, they're real nice. I, ones. I, I would like. Them. I would actually like. Alpha Legion went on the a head. bit more of the. Um, Alpha Legion's not going to have a head. Alpha Legion, no, they'll be fucking little serpents and shit, won't they? I would like I would like for them to lean a little bit more into the like the Egyptian feel for the for the helmets. Yeah, I mean, like the not the forty k not the forty k giant hats of. It's a strong wind. We can't possibly advance. <laughs> but like the the, the, the eyes scarab, and the stuff, scarab, like the yeah, scarab yeah, and things like that cool. would be cool. I'd, fucking the strong wind really <laughs> the strong wind really like it threw me for a loop and my brain failed to fire and I just stared at you and went oh. the forty k thousand I fucking love those models they are so good. I do. So the, good. The, the, the kit, that, the new uh, uh, 
Thousand Sun kit that they did for 40k was perfect uh, for word bearer upgrades because the arms. And it was the flamers, the flamers yeah. as well. Yeah. Perfect oh, word bearers. Well. Also, it's one of the few 40k kits that works that works just as well in Heresy, I think. The Scarab Occult Terminator yeah. is great. And I like I like the odd head crest in, well, I like, in Heresy. I like what, yeah. what people have been doing with the cataphracti and taking the crests and applying them to the top of the mm. armour. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like on the head it looks stupid, but as an ornamentation on armour, I think it works quite well. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I think that's all the heads that we've had though, but like I say it's about at least half the legions I've got. Oh, I, I think it was Nick that kinda of came out of Oh, is it gonna be Heresy Thursday? Yeah, we've got another head and shoulders uh, advert coming. No, no, motherfucker! No, it isn't. Didn't. No, it all Suck changed after that, didn't it? I think. I think maybe they caught on the fact that people were going. What did we get this Thursday? Uh, it was the Praetor. Oh yeah, it was the, oh, it was the Praetor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the Praetor. Cat Cat Terminate. Fucking hell! Uh, Empress Children. Oh, uh, Tartarus Terminate. But have we had new exemplary battle units since? We've had the. Um, did we talk about this last oh, time? Did we, I, we, no, did, we, we did, talked about the word bearers, lads. We got the word bearers sort of like two handed chainsaw, but actually yeah. we're just collecting limbs. Yeah, that was the, that was the last one we got. Yeah, we, we haven't had anything else since, have yeah. we? Yeah. They were cool though, I like those. We had the Dark Angel dude as well, didn't we? Dark Angel Terminator. Oh, he's Madras. been officially released yeah, he's been this weekend or last weekend. Marduk Sedras. Not Sedruk Madras, as we called him on the other Is that what we called him last week? Sedras. We remind him of Marmaduke, like, you know, the cartoon. The dog. It's Babylonian god. Yeah, he's he was available at the open day, but his official release was last weekend. Yeah, he is a cool model, I like him. People can play about his sword, but I quite like his model. Only Keith can play about his sword. That's Cause, fair. Because Keith knows what he's talking about. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but fuck that bit. <laughs> we're talking about space marines in the. You know, I think. 30,000 years from now. So. We're about to do History Corner Champs. Yeah. Oh! Is that are you ready for it? That's why I've got, am... got a new cat. So, what's the format going to be this for this? Ready to get juiced. Let's go. The Dark Angels is um, the King Arthur from Excalibur. Oh, yeah. That's oh, who he yeah. is, yeah. 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 Merlin! Where's Excalibur? I've broken it. Right. Oh, I just fucked my sister. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was Helen Mirren. Yeah. If my sister was Helen Mirren, she'd probably get it as well. Yeah, and she was fitting oh. that as well. <laughs> the Lannisters sent their regards. Oh, fucking Helen Mirren. She has been hot all yeah. the way through. I, mean, well, I, I, I consistently I bang 75 year old Helen Mirren. Her in red. Fuck. Oh my word. Yeah. I'd do for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm up for that. It's such a good way to segue back into the podcast. Yeah. Well. Right, let me get my notes. Bear I'm going to get a drink. Her moon's flipped. <laughs> okay. All right. So, gentlemen, welcome to Heresy Corner. Not Heresy Corner, History Corner. Oh. Um, so, a bit of both. A bit of both. So, there are, just, to, just to clarify for people who are not aware, what we decided to do with History Corner is I'd go away and do some reading and write a little bit of heresy adjacent history. So, what we're going to start with um, is the very first recorded siege ever, which is the Siege of Troy. Yeah. Now, obviously this is significant because obviously siege is a massive part of, uh, of uh, heresy law. Is it? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Um, Learned something new in heresy. <laughs> there's, like a, there's a really important one about this forge well called Thalassia. Oh baby, that is the most <laughs> important siege ever. Oh, but, yeah, there's a couple of legions that, can, that they've got some sort of feud over with which one's better at it. Or yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so before I start, I'm gonna, I'll make this disclaimer in every episode, unless it's something I have got 
some kind of qualification in. I'm not a specialist in ancient history, uh, although uh, I do know how to do historical research, so there is that. Um, um, I'll try and put some references in the show notes as well when we go live if anybody is particularly interested in references and wants to go and look it up. You know, consistently, ever since we started taking the podcast a little bit more seriously, yeah. every time we have said we will put it in the show notes, we haven't. We've never put it in the show notes. Maybe I should get on top of that. I mean, I'm not going to point fingers because you, you do do the uploading and everything, but that also means you're in charge of the show notes. Well, screw so. you. <laughs> I'm going to start badgering you for, uh, for uh, show notes. Right. Um, Shit. Uh, so I will put references. Um, and also, um, I will use the suffixes BCE and CE instead of BC and AD because fuck Christ. What's um, what's EC? BCE is before BCE. Common Era. Yeah. CE is Common Era. Common so era. that's the equivalent of uh, before Christ and Anno Domini. Okay. Right. First off, let's start with a question. We'll go around you all one at a time. What do you know about the siege of Troy? Give me a fact, Ross. Um, I know Achilles was there, supposedly. It all kicked off because Helen was a slag. Uh, the Trojan horse. Okay, right. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you both went, I was like, yes, I've got this one in the bag. <laughs> The so, fact, sorry, the funniest thing about the Trojan horse is there's a brand of Trojan condoms. Yep. I would not trust those. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. For a start, you're full of Greeks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Real angry Greeks. Yeah. I put my dick in there, there's a hot plate. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when, when people think about the Trojan War, um, none, I was surprised actually none of you said Homer or the Iliad or the Odyssey. No, no. Uh, yeah. To be honest, oh, I completely blanked, and all I could see in my head was Brad Pitt doing that fucking that <laughs> joke jump exactly. thing with a spear, jump, jump stab. Yeah, we all reverted back to film and TV knowledge. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> so, um, when when people think, generally speaking, when people think about the Trojan War, they'll we'll, we'll talk about the Iliad or the Odyssey, which are two epic poems written by Homer in around about um, 800 BCE. The reality of it is, though, they cover two really specific stories, and actually, all the so uh, the stuff that you mentioned, apart from Achilles, is not mentioned in the Iliad at all. Really? Yeah. The Iliad yeah. is a really specific story. The Odyssey is a really specific I've story. I've never actually read either of those, so... Okay. I, I wouldn't so. recommend it if I were you. It's not written for a modern reader. Yeah, but the okay. Iliad is hard work. <laughs> fucking slog about strong-armed archives and shit it's, like that. It's almost as hard as reading fucking um, the Divine Comedy. Yeah. Similarly to Paradise Lost. Don't bother, man. Unless you've got to do it for a degree, don't bother. Right, so um, so what's the story in the Iliad then? Well, the Iliad tells the story of Achilles being a wily little fuck. So essentially, at the start of the Iliad, Agamemnon, who's the leader of the Greek expedition to capture Troy, takes all of Achilles' shit off him. Now, just to be clear, this shit includes people. So Achilles is a slave owner, so he's a prick. So don't give him, don't no shed no tears for no Achilles. Hero. Everybody's a wanker here, right? Um, so he sat in his tent being sad. Yes. Question. It, so I, there's there's a difference though. I'm I'm, I'm only doing this from an academic perspective because I'm interested to know. Was it the was it slavery in like the uh, the American form of slavery or was it like you, the you volunteer chattel slavery? slavery? No, this is chattel, chattel slavery. slavery okay. This is I captured this shit in this house, which includes all the pots, a bag of gold, and your daughter. Right. Okay. Yeah. Chattel, chattel my slavery. Property. You're my property. I'll do what the fuck I like with you. Um, 
Okay, but that's true for most Greek societies. Cause, yeah, because like Greeks, some some of the big Greek traders, like the richest trading families, began as voluntary slaves because they 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 worked for a period of time, but then had to be reimbursed for their their period of. Uh, you, you, that was debt indentiture, which in, yeah. wasn't wasn't as common. Um, chattel slavery totally was. Sparta was completely built on chattel slavery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, point being is, um, so Achilles is sat in his tent being a mopey little fuck. His boyfriend, Patroclus, goes cosplaying into battle as Achilles and gets himself stabbed through the eye by uh, Hector, who's the champion of Troy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Achilles roid raids it out, goes Stark's area bonkers, uh, and there's, there's this weird scene where he chases Hector around the walls of um, Troy seven times. Just to take a step back, yeah. this is after the siege has started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, this started, is the yeah. story of the Iliad. Yeah, yeah. This is the story that's in the Iliad. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you'll notice I've not meant it starts with Achilles it being starts, in a tent where being sad. Literally begins. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he roars out, chases him around like Benny Hill, and then he murks him in front of the walls, in front of Hector's family. So Hector's family. So King Priam, who's king of Troy, his wife and Andromache, uh, his kids, everything. Uh, he's, he kills uh, Achilles. Kills Hector in front of his entire family. And then he does something that's so bang out of order that uh, it'd be, uh, God, it'd be like, uh, what would be the equivalent today? It, it'd almost be the equivalent of watching somebody rape your child. That's the, that's the level of shock yeah. that what he does. He, he puts a rope through, Achille, uh, through Hector's corpse's ankles and drags him around the walls uh, behind his chariot. He does that for seven days straight. Desecration of the body at this time is the most heinous crime you can imagine. It's it horrific, enemies, wasn't it? yeah. absolutely horrific, because your body was your body, and when you die, that's the body that goes into the afterworld with you. Right. Yeah, because okay. you you take your like your raiments down into yeah, yeah, yeah. the river Styx and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. that's why so you, you got the two coins, coins to pay the uh, correct yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, the boatman. There's yeah. a there's a thing. It, there's lots of parallels in different cultures actually. Uh, you know, you, you see stuff about. Um, uh, I don't know if you ever read anything about the Battle of Little Bighorn. No. Yeah. All the all the American soldiers were, were mutilated, and had their dicks cut off, really? uh, hands scalped, hands and feet like cut off, scalped, and that was expressly because in uh, a lot of the Native American beliefs, doing physical mutilation like that would mutilate you in the afterlife. It was like, not only are we killing you now, we're going to fuck you up in the next life as yeah. well. And that's well, what Achilles um, is doing. Like here. the pharaohs and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. And like prominent, oh, well, oh, not pro not just prominent, but most Norse funerals, they were buried with uh, grave goods and things yeah, like absolutely. that. Absolutely. So this desecration of the body for for a Greek audience at the time when Homer was kind of like reading this out, this would be the worst thing you could imagine. Horrific. Um, then, um, and this goes on for days as well. He does it, goes back every day and does it again. Uh, at which point, uh, Priam sneaks out of Troy. And goes and begs Achilles for his for his uh, son's body back. Uh, Achilles stops being a self-obsessed narcissist for a bit and agrees to it and gives him his uh, son back. And that's the end of the Iliad. That's the totality of what happens in the oh, Iliad. Okay. So no Trojan horse, no thousand ships, no Helen and Paris, nothing. No understanding of why this is even happening. Nope. Uh, it's literally no. the fight, or it's basically about Achilles desecrating. 
uh, Hector well, effectively. If you yeah. think about it, it's kind of like their equivalent of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. So like the world, world War Two had huge scope, but we um, we fictionalize certain people because yeah, yeah. like Saving Private Ryan is based on true events. So like when that got retold, if that was to be retold now, you'd get a nice little disclaimer saying like Iliad based on true events. And they've just decided to fictionalise Achilles' fuckery as opposed to like the wider scope of the war. Because at the time of the retelling, everyone probably knew about why Troy had been sacked. This is exactly right. Yes. Uh, bang on the money with that. <coughs> the point being is that by this time, this is a, a functional part of the cultural psyche of ancient Greece. Uh, just to close the loop, the Odyssey is another story, but that's how Odysseus gets home at the end of the Trojan War right. uh, and mainly focuses on how he fucks up all the dudes have been hitting on his wife while he's been away because it takes him 20 years to get home the only so 10 years fighting the war 10 years to get home the only part of the Odyssey that I always remember is when he ties himself to the fucking mast oh, and so gets all of his crew to put wax in their ears so he can listen to the siren songs yeah. And I'm just like, why, bro? What do you What are you doing? It's like it's like people who go, oh look, there's a tornado coming. Oh, we're gonna have a look at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not it's not getting any closer, bro. Run. It is. It <laughs> yeah, definitely no, that's is. a lot closer. <laughs> it's not moving. Yeah, kind of is. Um, but that's the Odyssey. So okay. So the obvious question then pops into your head. So where's the rest of the fucking story come from then? It's kind of what Ross was saying. There's a whole other collection of works and writing by different authors, different. Um, stories and stuff uh, which collectively accord in scholarship the epic cycle and they all tell bit, different bits of the story based on the point you want to make An interesting thing about uh, Greek writing and history because actually there's not that much difference between the two they call Herodotus who was a Greek dude um, the father of history but essentially he's he behaving in the Greek tradition which was you take a story and in telling the story what you're doing is you're saying something about being Greek Right. So, um, Brexit would be a really good example of the equivalent, right? So, if you think about the political case that was made for Brexit, as opposed or as opposed to Remain, the for Brexit was about this is about being British and be and if you support Brexit, you're more British. Yeah. Very similar to the way that Greeks told stuff. What? Sorry. I I'm not trying to preempt you here, but I'm getting yeah. a feeling of a parallel that's coming. Oh, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I can't read your mind. Um, oh, the the point point of, no, as in, like, what you're describing has got a parallel within the heresy. Oh, okay. I'll go back to that then. Yeah. Um, but the point being is, so in the telling of the story of the Trojan War, what Homer's doing is telling a story about Greeks. Mm. Yeah? About Achilles being the greatest hero committing the worst sins, for instance. And the, and the tension between those two things, um, but yeah. So, but there's loads of these things, and they tell different bits. Than, and coming out of the epic cycle is things like you get the story of the Trojan Horse, you get the story of Helen, uh, kind of like copying off with Paris after being married to King Menelaus, who is also the king of Sparta. I don't know if you knew that. Mm. Yeah, Menelaus, the king of Sparta, um, and the works written down by a range of different authors, probably at different times. Uh, but what they're all reflective of is an oral storytelling tradition that existed before they were written down. Right. So these stories were told around campfires by the equivalents of bards and stuff like that long before they're ever written down and have got a long, long history going back in time. These stories were always told, or variations thereof. I suppose they're all uh, ways of like, effectively like warnings. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah, the Trojan horse. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't commit adultery because you know someone's gonna fucking see your city as a, as a result of it. Or, like that. <laughs> or maybe not. But yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but that that's 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 the kind of point I was making about it's Greeks telling stories about Greeks, like cautionary tales and that kind of thing. Um, but the, what's interesting about it is 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 this is quite a common feature in ancient history. And if you study ancient history, is that you will know stuff not because you've got the original source document, but because other sources talk about the thing. So let me give you a couple of examples of that. There's a playwright called Aeschylus in ancient Greece who we know probably wrote somewhere in the region to 90 to 120 plays. But the plays that we've got our hands on, physical copies of, not actual things, but you know, copies of copies of copies, there's seven. So how do we know you wrote that many? It's basically because people wrote reviews of it. Oh. Or they wrote about I saw this Aeschylus play that features this kind of story, and you know they write in letters to each other about this play that they've seen. So that's how we know. So David's bit survive, and the epic cycle is a lot like that. What you get is people telling, retelling bits of the story, which allow you to piece, and you've got enough bits of it to piece together the whole story. Um, another example from ancient history: how we know about something, but we don't know anything about it. Greek fire. So you've probably all heard the term Greek fire. I've actually not. Okay. So the Byzantines had a fire weapon, a liquid fire weapon that was called Greek fire, because the Byzantines were Greek. Uh, and it was literally a flamethrower. Okay. It was, it was pressurised hoses that fired a liquid that ignited it in contact with air and burned hotter if it got wet. I did not know that. And they used to use it in, on their ships. And every uh, the only reason we know, the Byzantines generally don't write about it because it was a state secret. But every fucker else writes about it. The Arabs write about it. The, um, Harold Hardrada, the uh, Viking king that invaded England in 1066 at the same time as William the Conqueror, actually was up for a, as a Varangian guard on a ship that used Greek fire and he drew a picture of it in a book. Wow, that's cool. So, um, the interesting thing about that is nobody knows, how, even today, nobody knows how to recreate it. Lot, there's lots of theories about how it's made, lots of theories about what particular chemicals would behave in that context. But nobody can re nobody's ever recreated it for certain because there's no recorded evidence of the, the recipe anywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's, a, there's currently quite a big theory in zoology that dragons in their, in like their winged form exist. But the reason that we have such a huge gap in our knowledge of like the evolution of certain birds, because hollow bones don't tend to form fossils so if, if a, a significantly sized lizard like a dragon for example was able to fly the bones would have to be hollow but because there's references to dragons in every culture and there's even references to um, certain events in multiple cultures it's almost as if it has to be true yeah so it's like the, you can't witnessed it you can't prove the existence of dragons because we don't have any physical, physical evidence anymore but there's so much historical evidence that's not poised around storytelling that you could build such a good case for them having existed. So it's, it's a very similar but slightly more scientifically right. leaning. Enough people like, have seen it and mentioned it at some point that it had to have been true because otherwise well, very, it was just very, one crazy person. Like very smart people have done studies into like how Japanese and Chinese dragons differ but also closely to relate to things like the the kind of dragons that are seen in Arabic culture and our cultures and European cultures 
and there's a lot of crossover between um like the descriptions in like non not not non-fictional but non-storytelling sources about how they behave specifically like the migratory how dragons move from one part of the world to another part of the world and it's it's the kind of thing that if it was fictional if it was just a part of a story no one would have really written about what time of the year like they they move or you know their habitats and stuff like that it's, and and it like i say it, it, the greek fire thing is a more academic leaning kind of like we knew it existed we can't recreate it kind of thing whereas this the whole theory that dragons existed is there's so much evidence around the world in cultures that wouldn't have commingled at the time that they were writing about dragons that we can't really say the dragons didn't exist. Well, the dragons that did must have got slain because obviously for some reason. And um, fun fact: something I learnt this week: uh, dragons, one of the oldest words in English lang- in, in any language on the planet, in any human language. Yeah. The fucking emperor killed one because he's a bitch. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Troy. So, okay, so we've established where the story comes from, but. How, how, what can we say about the historicity of it? How historically accurate or true is it? Well, this is a question that I was going to have because mm. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not. I'm going to answer that as a rhetorical question. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I was, um, like, realistically, I'm not a big history person. Mm. Like, I've always had a passing interest in like Greek mythology and all that sort of stuff. I've always assumed that the story of Troy was not a real thing. Well, I never understood that it was based on an actual thing that happened. I was always assumed it was like. Like you say, a story that was told and has become... Allow me to make the case for a historical version of Troy. Okay, so, first thing. The Greek writing about Troy is a fiction. So, Homer's Iliad, Homer's Odyssey, the epic cycle, all of that is largely fictionalised accounts of something. Yeah? But what we can say is, is this is an event that survived in Greek culture as a story for... Um, a thousand years before it was written down no probably about 900 years before it was written down that's a hell of a long that's time that's a long time if you think about any stories that we tell each other now that are 900 years old um, the lady in the lake yeah yeah the Arthurian legend Arthurian legend yeah, yeah. Um, to put it into context it's based on the dates I'm going to share with you in a minute it's 3,000 years since the siege of Troy okay. and we are still fucking talking about yeah. it everybody knows the story or knows bits and, of the story and the, 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 the other thing is as well like whole civilizations lost the ability to write during that time yep like whole twice. languages yeah whole languages twice lost. and yet yeah. the story still continues still continues so it's so ingrained into the like the the zeitgeist of that time of that culture it would be like if we lost the ability to write we but still retold the legend of Arthur because it's intrinsically like English. How do you lose the ability to write? Yeah, I'll, I'll, so I'll think come about to it, that in like, a minute. Okay, okay. I'm going to come yeah. to that in a minute. So the, the point being is this event was obviously significant enough to enter the psyche of an entire culture and survive until the modern day. Yeah? So it must have been significant. It, the, whatever, whatever stories are built on top of it, the historical event at the root of it was significant enough to change a culture. Hmm. Okay? Uh, some other interesting bits as well, uh, linguistically, you can tell by reading the Iliad which bits of the story are older than others. Right. So it's not, they're not a single Tory style at a time, it's bits of story built on top of each other. And the way you can tell that is 
uh, even Homer and different writers, as they write about Troy, they use different names for Troy. Right. So you probably know Troy as Troy, but it's got other names. Specifically, Ilium, Ilios, Ilion. They're all used interchangeably with Troy. And they are all linguistic steps on the journey to Troy. So if you think about... So I was thinking about an example of this. If we told stories about Yuan, mm -hmm. and in that story we used... Anthony, yeah. we used Big Ant, we used El Presidente, yeah. all the, you think about all the different names that we've yeah. called Tony the Tiger. Time. <laughs> Tony the Tiger, who the fuck is Tony? You could, uh, but you accreted that into a single story, you could probably tell which time, which time frame yeah. that bit of the story came from based on the name we used. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly the same. Okay. Um, interesting enough, that all goes back to a root word, a linguistic root word that we can identify, and it is Will you, sir? Now remember that. We'll come back to that in a minute. Will you, sir? Will you, sir? Will you, sir? Will you, sir? Yeah, that'll do. So, time frame. Uh, the Trojan War probably occurred sometime between 1300 and 1200 BCE. Now, um, writers closer to the time of the Trojan War posited a date or a rough date, and it's somewhere in that time frame. But on top of that, we've got archaeology since then that's uh, with, around Troy, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, which I kind of like tie in with that. So we think it's somewhere in that time frame, somewhere in that hundred year time frame, the events that the story's talking about happened. Um, uh, during this time frame, there's a handful of super, this is important actually, during the time frame, there's a handful of superpowers running the world, in the Mediterranean world. And some of these names you'll recognize. Uh, there's Mycenae in Greece, who are obviously the protagonists of the Trojan War, mm -hmm. the Greeks, or the Hellenes, or the Argives, as they call themselves. The Hittite Empire yeah. in Anatolia. The Mitanni in the Fertile Crescent. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. And uh, New Kingdom Egypt to the south. Yeah. So ultimately it would be like the, um, ultimately like Ramses II, Ramses the Great. Um, in addition, you've got the empires of Babylon, which are in like southern Iraq, and the empires of Elam, which are in southern Iran. They'll become the Persians in, later on. Uh, they still exist, but they're not the preeminent powers. It's the Mitanni, the Egyptians, and the Hittites who are like the, the big dogs. Uh, trying to, so in, in the modern world, they would be uh, China, Russia, and the US. Yeah. Elam and Babylon would be like maybe like Britain at the end of the Second World War and you know that kind of level of power sort of thing. Once great powers but a bit fading a bit now. Uh, other than that there were lots and lots of independent city-states and it was quite common for independent city-states to form kind of defensive alliance or confederations to, so they could sort of like fight off influence from big empires but also they would very often vassalize themselves to one empire or another for protection. So that's quite common. So hold that in your head as well. So thirdly, we know exactly where Troy is. We know the physical location of Troy. You can take a holiday to Turkey and you can go and visit. Oh. It's a place called Hisarlik in uh, Kanakali district, which is, um, think about where Constantinople is, cross over into Anatolia. So you know the bit that sticks out, that's the main bit of Turkey. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Come round the coast until you're on the Mediterranean coast proper, and it's it's one of the first sites there. Oh, I didn't you, know that. You can go That's there cool. and you can visit it. It was ostensibly found by a bloke called um, 
uh, Heinrich Schliemann, although he actually stole the he stole the location off his mate, who he claimed he was going to share it with, and then claimed all the credit for it. Uh, Heinrich Shocker. Schliemann is the biggest shit in archaeology <laughs> in existence. I think I might I could be wrong, but I think even Behind the Bastards did an episode on how big of a shit he is. He's an absolute colossal dick of epic proportions. Yeah, like he's like the girl, uh, the, the guy from. Um, what was the archaeological dude? I can't remember. My brain's gone fucking. And he melts. I expect you to die, Mister Do- yeah. Doctor Jones. A bit like that. Yeah, that, he's, that, he's that an arsehole. Absolute arsehole. You fucking, fucking grifter. Dickhead. Yeah. Um, but the but interestingly enough, the location of Troy had been known for millennia. So the Romans knew where it was. Yeah. They built a little town next to it called Nuvo Ilion, which is <laughs> New, New Troy. Troy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Greeks knew where it was. Alexander the Great went on a pilgrimage to the site mm-hmm. when he invaded the Persian Empire. He literally stopped off to go and pray at the site of a Greek victory. So everybody knew where it was. But there's, a, there's an interesting fact about um, when they. Have you ever seen the ruins at Mycenae, the Mycenaean Palace? It's supposed to be the Palace of Agamemnon. No. Heinrich Schliemann found that, but he, the way he found it was everyone went, We've got no idea where these Mycenaean kings were based. And he went to this village that somebody said, there's some ruins on the hill, you should go and ask about it. And he went into the locals and went, Have you, do you know where this Mycenaean palace is? And went, what, Agamemnon's palace? Yeah, it's up on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in, in the 19th century, a bunch of scholars decided that Troy was just complete fiction. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, nobody knows where it is. No, they, they do. It's just you don't know where it is. Yeah. And you're the only people that don't because know because you're smarter than everyone you yeah, can't have anyone being smarter than you it was like how the fucking scholars used to write in Latin and mention Greek so that non-scholarly people couldn't read yeah. it and it's why a lot of like uh, it's why there's a lot of really fucked up inconsistencies in some of our like history and stuff because scholars were like I'm going to write this in Greek and it's like but Greek and Latin don't directly translate into modern day parlance so although you understood what you meant when you wrote it down, no fucker else does. Yeah. But they know. They know. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Fucking binary. (laughs) Binaric. Um, Interesting enough, there's lots of Troys at Hisarlik. It was was occupied for a good thousand years. Um, But uh, obviously what they do is with archaeology, you dig down in levels, they give each level a different name, and they reckon it's Troy 6, which is the Troy of the Trojan War. So is that the sixth time it was rebuilt? Uh, it's or? the sixth archaeological level. It doesn't really have a sort of like a t- it's got a time frame for that band of archaeology. So that period is when yeah, the, yeah. The, the siege happened. It's like and when it's like, like the when they dug up that car park and they found the Battle of Osworth grave and everything like that. Yeah, and they were like, oh, we know when this was from because we know how deep yeah, down it was. Yeah. soil erosion and fucking magic science. It's the same, it's the same with Jewelry Wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Depending on yeah, you have it's like yeah, it's just the thicker the you know, further you go down, the older it gets. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, Troy Six is that time frame we were talking about earlier. About thirteen hundred, it was destroyed in thirteen hundred. They think by an earthquake. Interestingly enough, but well, yeah. Like I say, you can't take Homer's description or the, any of the epic cycle literally. They're all tales. Um, the last bit, and this takes us right back to the heart of it. There's a couple of. Uh, Hittite letters which are written in um, Akkadian in cuneiform so you know the little triangle letters mm. they're written in there and cl- pressed onto clay tablets and there's a couple that are really significant the first one's called the Tawagala uh, Tawagalawa letter 
and there's another one called the Milwata letter, and they're called that because of where they were found. So, and they were both found in the Hittite Empire. Uh, so the first one, the Tawagalawa letter, is a diplomatic letter from the Hittite king to the king of the Ayawa. Now, Ayawa is the Hittite word for Mycenaean Greeks. So the Ayawan king is the king of Mycenae. Okay. He writes this letter to him, and um, the letter demands the extradition or the enforced asylum of a rebellious king called Piamaradu. Uh, in Hittite, linguistically, Piamaradu is the root word for Priam, who is the king of Troy and in the, the father of uh, and the father of Hector and Paris. Um, in addition, the letter mentions something that's translated as the Asuan League, and uh, which was a confederation of minor cities and minor nations that switched allegiance from um, the Hittite Empire to Egypt after Hittite, the Hittites were defeated by the Egyptians in a battle. So, Egyptians and, and Hittites have a fight, Hittites lose, the cities of the Aswan League swap their allegiance to Egypt, and then this Piamaradu triggered a rebellion. So he led this to like revolt, if you like. <coughs> Other sources, so the Milwata letter mentions uh, another, per, another person called Alexandu, and he's He's mentioned in this letter as the new king of Willusa. Mm -hmm. Pierre Maradu is also the king of Willusa. And, the, and, the and what this letter implicates is that this Alexandu was a made king uh, as part of a treaty for control over Willusa. The interesting thing about that is, in the epic cycle and um, in the Iliad and the Odyssey, or not the Odyssey, but it's definitely the Iliad, King Priam's other son, Paris, who runs off with Helen, remember? That's not his real name. He's called Paris because he was raised as Paris by peasants. His real name is Alexander. Ah. Now, so what can we piece together from this? So, a bit of guesswork, of course, but I've put together what I think is a synopsis of the historical Trojan War. Right. So bear with me. So, Hittite king fights a battle against the Egyptians, gets his arse handed to him. Um, Egypt, one of his main rivals. This triggers a shift in the geopolitical landscape, causing the Aswan League, led by Willusa and uh, King Piamaradu, to transfer their vassalage from the Hittites to the Egyptians. Hittite king can't have this. This is a big no-no, because they're all down the Anatolian coast. So that's basically cutting off his empire mm. from the Mediterranean. Can't have that. So he invades the Aswan League. Across the Aegean, the Mycenaean king sees this political turmoil and sees an opportunity to, get, to, to like make hay, as it were, by the sunshines. So he um, sends an expeditionary force to the Aswan League to fight with the, Tro with the Walusans and the Aswan League against the Hittites. Yeah with the aim being he wants to secure all these cities. He wants them to get them to swap allegiance to him. Um, the leader of the Aswan Rebellion, Pia Maradu, flees west with the Mycenaean allies, fearing a Hittite rebellion. So the Hittites are, are, agree a peace treaty where there's a transfer of power and ownership and trade rights and all that kind of shit. 
but Pia Maradu is the king of, of Walusa, thinks he's going to get his arse um, hung or, you know, whatever. Going to end up in a bad way for him. So he goes back west with the, with the Mes um, Mycenaeans. The Hittite king then writes the Tal Talawagala letter saying, I, I want you to extradite him back to him so I can punish him, yeah. or you keep him forever. I don't want him ever fucking coming back here. Uh, whatever happens, because we haven't got the response to that, King Piamaradu dies in Mycenae, and as part of an ongoing peace treaty, his son is appointed the king of Walusa in combination with the Hittites and the Mycenaeans signing a new treaty. Mm. How do you like them apples? That's interesting. The last thing I wanted to point out, and this comes back to you, you said, how does writing vanish? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred years after these events, every nation I've mentioned, barring the Egyptians, will vanish from the face of the earth. Every single one. Bronze Age collapse, baby! Late, late Bronze Age collapse happens in about 1180 BCE, and Mycenaeans are gone, no trace of them after that. Everybody on Crete, everybody on um, uh, Cyprus, the Hittites are gone, Mitanni are gone, Babylon and Elam completely wiped off the planet. The Egyptians talk about this invasion of the Sea Peoples, like hordes and hordes of peoples, tribes turning up in ships and basically launching an amphibious invasion of the Near East. Um, but the Egyptians survive, but they have like this like 50 years of famine hmm. and they shrink massively, but everybody else is gone. But do we know who that invasion was? There's, there's lots of theories about it. The latest one is something what they call systemic collapse, which suggests that um, the economies were so globalised when any... when So you get a handful, handful of famines and it triggers this systemic collapse. So you can't feed people in this bit of the world. They mine all the bronze... Uh, they mine all the copper and tin to make bronze, so nobody can make copper and... We can't make bronze anymore. Because you can't make bronze, their military power collapses. Because their military power collapses the civil unrest because the civil unrest other people see opportunities to invade you know it's that kind of thing that's so what you're about. seeing a parallel of this happening in Europe at the minute and yeah. here so like because of Brexit we uh, have like supply chain issues for food and technology and stuff like that so our prices are going up which means like the people are struggling so it's going to lead to eventually will lead to civil unrest and then will eventually lead to probably a foreign power taking advantage of the fact that our government's weak and it, you look at the Ukraine, the Ukraine is a case of a, foreign, a, a larger power invading and the rest of the world being like, can't we, can't, we, we cannot take a stand and do anything about it, but we can help you fight back, which is kind of like what happened in, in Troy with the Mycenaeans. So they turned up and they were like, look, we can't have the Hittites or the, um, the Egyptians taking Troy, so we'll, we'll aid Troy but we won't start a war with the Hittites or Egyptians ourselves. And like, then, yeah, proxy war kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So then you end up with like the, the, the weird peace. But in order to explain that to like um, a citizenry that doesn't read or doesn't understand uh, like the, the type of language that is being written in, they, they turn it into the, the siege of Troy. Yeah. So it becomes like this story about heroes like Hector and Achilles, whereas in reality it's probably a very boring political exchange of, oh, well, the Mycenaeans are helping us, you guys 
we can. It was on a large trees. scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. reduced down to individual. You heroes. tell a farmer, hey, um, like a bunch of diplomats got together and they sorted it out, and this is the grain levy, and this is how much bronze we have to pay. They're not going to care, but you tell a farmer about Achilles killing Hector and desecrating his body, and it's a story that gets remembered yeah, yeah. and gets told to his sons. Yeah, and there we are, and that is the as best I could come up with as a history for the uh, siege of Troy. So the parallel I was talking about mm. is that you were talking about the uh, the writers and how the stories were told and this and the other. That's the remembrances. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the iterators and the remembrances were basically writing the story of the imperial truth to make it well to basically go this is a good thing this is all what this is what's going on in the in the galaxy it's all good it's all great it's all fantastic it's all about heroes everything is awesome yeah well it's, you know look at look at the imperial space marines they are absolutely you know bringing down the the evil xenos and this that and the other you know this captain is a hero did this thing and it's all written down and then oh no <laughs> it's yeah. gone bad. Um, the only other thing I would say is I'll, I'll, I'll mention this and I will do some show notes for this one but um, if, you, if you're really interested the, the leading authority in this kind of thing is a guy called Eric Klein American archaeologist and <laughs> ancient historian who writes about Troy and all sorts of stuff and I used for got most of the stuff out of his writing so, hope you found that interesting oh, really? yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you like I said because my uh, probably blinkered view of it is always being based on TV you know stories and whatnot. I've always assumed it was a story so hearing it like that has been really interesting yeah. because it's kind of oh, Troy, Troy is one of my favourite films actually yeah oh, only only because uh, Gumball did a parody where, yeah, where he was shouting in the cave going Hector and I, and I was watching it with Isla and I was pissing myself we've also got a funny uh, thing from uh, Troy haven't we fucking were we drunk or so, no no really we, 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 uh, a while back when I was in my old house uh, Ross and Will and Steph used to come round and we'd watch TV get takeaway and whatnot, and just hang out for the evening and one night we were we were having a chat and like, there was nothing on TV so we just put what we used to do just put something they put Sky on in the background and mute mm. it and then we were chatting away and the, you know the scene where um, well it's actually I think when Patrocles has gone to do uh, to tend to be he's cosplaying as that Achilles yeah, so, yeah. But, and he's in the tent and he's got the, the, the woman in there oh no that must be later because when he's got the woman in, in he's the tent he's got crisis uh, crisis crisis the, 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 the priestess or whatever yeah. it was in the tent and all of a sudden his second in command kind of comes launching into the tent because what's name wants his orders but obviously we've got it's muted and we'll just go when the guy comes in and says something Will goes Blitzkrieg <laughs> and we absolutely die and for the rest of the film we tried to kind of yeah, dub it ourselves it stupidity. so I can't help remember that film without thinking Blitzkrieg <laughs> oh, the only thing I'd say to the listeners if you've got any suggestions for a history corner in the future stick us in the comments when we post this up and uh, we'll have a look at it we have got one We've got a hot, definitely got a hot one for our Halloween episode. Yeah. We're going to do Vlad the Impaler. Whoa. Vlad Dracula. Ah, 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 ah. Romania and all that kind of Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about the Ottomans and shit. But it's interesting to see. So if you look at the siege through the lens of 40k law, mm. it's very much that same process. But yeah, I was going to make this point. It's, it's that, it's the, it's the story separated by thousands of years. Yes. Yeah. It's it's more the meaning of the story rather than the historical so, fact that's important. Back in the day, when I when I first got into forty k, I was told about the siege. I learned about Sanguinius fighting the Bloodthirsters and breaking Carbander's back across his knee. I learned about the White Scars retaking Lion's spaceport, 
um, and obviously the the Emperor fighting Horus on the barge, and it was that kind of like, oh cool, that's all that happened, like that's the that's all that happened. It's these massive epic events, and then the new siege books are like, hey, here's the billions of people that are being like on the front lines and everything like that, and this is how it's actually like occurring, and obviously it's still fiction and it's still like yeah. blown out of proportion, but that kind of the dichotomy of here is the siege as it happened in this fictional world versus here is the oral retelling of the siege given by someone who learned it probably by someone else telling them that yeah and then an article of faith yeah 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 because we were discussing the whole kind of like will it be Carbander that he breaks or will it be Angron because they've been setting it up or later on down the line is, is X and Y going to happen is, is all, and yeah it's kind of like that See, I'm just thinking back to like work at the shop and like I was I remember this time I think it was there was like, obviously a Saturday gaming thing or uh, or whatever I oh, know it was actually when I was running the Youngbloods thing on the Sunday like the under sixteens uh, night and uh, I mentioned offhand about uh, uh, the heresy and like three or four went what's the Horus heresy and I I spent the rest I basically heresy. told well at the back they obviously this was way back before there was a game or anything like that or even novels or anything like that uh, and I would basically just sat I just sat there and was like oh yeah the, the, you know the reason why you got Count of Space Marines and uh, these is because of the Horus Heresy and all this happened and they were sat there they were like this is amazing yeah, like, I didn't know anything about this and I was like this is just this is the background story uh, you know if you read the like the the codexes obviously back then the rule books it's got it in there and it'll mention bits of it but back then it was very I suppose much like the back then it was like a small element and you know if you if you read back the uh, I think the road trader book it's obviously got a very different concept of things that happened oh, during the heresy if you look at the road trader book it's completely different so in terms of the overall story and yeah. details and stuff like that, which has now been expanded upon and now we've got an entire novel series well, about well, it. Marines became mercenaries and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're still getting their sex on at that point. Yeah. I remember reading um, in Road Trader the thing about the black planet of Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, uh, it's always surrounded by warp storms and occasionally in the clear. And they've got Space Marine kind of like arresting people as like juves and stuff and like being a policeman. Yeah. yeah. Like the Space Marines were very different, weren't yeah, they? Massive. I remember the artwork for the, uh, we've got a massive tangent here. But like the artwork of uh, space being mercenaries sat in a bar, yeah. and they're just like, like literally like I'm sat here with yeah. my, you know cross legged and you know chilling out in a bar. And it's like that's a, well, now it's like a space being would never do that now. You'd also have all your different like kind of field uh, positions like the MPs and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and it was just like it was fucking very cool. different. Just champions now. But you know, and then look at how that has within our own. You know, wargaming career or lifestyle lifetime, how that story has expanded. Oh, it's massive. And how you know what we've got now. Now we're on the on the pinnacle of the end of the siege of terror, and how that how much just the siege of terror has been expanded as a story as well. And like, oh yeah, it's just so cool. And this is the, it is this that I love about you know the, uh, the 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 heresy as a whole is the story and how thing and what I'm liking about the current novels and stuff is. How it is changing still, but we're still okay. It's not quite so oh my god moments, but it's like oh that's different. Or well, that didn't go how it was originally uh, written. If we're going down to like what what do you like about the heresy thing? For me, see I'm not a, I'm not a reader. 
I'm, I'm not an audio booker, so I pick up everything off you, motherfucker. <laughs> By osmosis. I'm just like riding off your coattails kind of thing. But for me, it's all the, the forbidden tech. Like, because oh, obviously I was a 40k for a long, long, long time. And the fact that it's got no walks in there apart from um, Ullinor, isn't it? Ullinor, yeah, the Ullinor Empire. But, you know, apart I mean, from there was that, a lot before that. But, but, um, but it's just all the weird and wonderful fucking... Mm. See, once the heresy's over, once they finish the siege, one of the things I, I really, really hope that they do is because they've said obviously once the heresy series ends, the setting's not done with. The stuff they still want to do, okay. stories, stories they still want to sell. Yeah, and I, I, I very much hope that they go back and they do a book or a trilogy of books about how the Imperium broke the Orcs. Mm. about how they whittled them down from this huge like galactic spanning empire and just whittled them down to Ulanor and then just broke them I mean, that, that, could, that could be a huge series on its own couldn't it yeah it could be but like, yeah, I, hope, I hope they don't do I don't, something. I don't mean heresy kind of types but like, maybe like you know like the Beast Arises yeah. kind of like 12 books or 10 book series of and th- stories I, but I also hope they leave some things Mysterious. Like I don't want a book about the Rangang Xenocide. Yeah. Mm. I don't want a book about like them chasing down the Elder Craft worlds and stuff like that. Like the big things, like the Eldar and the Hrud migrations and like um like the is it the Interrex? Yeah. Is I mean that's in from Interrex. Um, they're, no, they're they're the dudes who have the same song language from the um First three books. Yeah, and they turn up in Fulgrim. There's a big, yeah. there's a big space battle going on, but we never. Obviously, the interacts get wiped out, but we never find out how or what what happens. And uh, yeah, something like that would be would be cool. Just talking to give, about give cool some stuff, more girth. Though. Talking about cool stuff. There is some cool stuff happening, isn't there? Spencer and Ant. Yeah. Don't know what you Would it be about? slow and growing? <laughs> it would be. Well, well, at least this is the the plan. We should not have followed me saying girth with slow. Yeah, I'm all ears now, buddy. Ant said on many times on this podcast, he's a grower, grower not, not a, a shower. shower. I'll, I'll have that written on my fucking grave. Do you want me to dive into this one? Yeah. Okay. Wait, what are you doing? Has everyone seen the third series of The Boys? Yeah. Yes. Right. He's a grower, not a show. Oh, you want to dive into this one? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> See, everyone goes really. I thought that was a fucking brilliant. Well, well, yeah, I thought it was we, great. Based on what we've our discussions earlier, this doesn't surprise me that the Udall thought that was a wicked thing. But I thought Herogasm was fucking. Herogasm was so good. Right. I think what was it? Uh, Gaz turned around and said, "There was a lot to unpack in that episode," and I'm like, "No, there's not." Man. The guy is it love sausage with the prehensile penis? <laughs> yeah. Fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, that's a great name for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll use that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, right, okay. So, uh, for anyone who's been listening to the show for a long time, you'll know that I've always got a new idea. I've always got some sort You're of brain. You are new idea captain. I am new idea captain, yeah. Or I have always got some harebrained scheme that has usually come about from a late night chat between me and Ross. Or some sort of thing that is like, ooh, I like the look of that. I'll, And then all of a sudden it expands out. So... Going back a step, um, right back, let's go back a few steps. A while ago, um, we did discuss about me and Ross doing something that was going to be a recreation of the Angels of Death comic. Mm. So, yeah. uh, Ross was going to do Dark Angels and I was going to do Blood Angels. Uh, when Heresy 2 got announced, like coming up, and obviously it was quite clear it was going to be Mark Six Marines and that the other, and when we found out what the box set was going to be, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty set on this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack on with the Blood Angels. Yeah. Uh, and then 
once again had a late night chat, which was started out as a bit of a meme, bit of a joke. Uh, it was, oh, you know what? I can get X number of these units into a uh, into a two thousand five hundred point army, a two thousand point army for the event in November. And it was like, lol, that'll be stupid. Um, you know, I reckon you could do that. And then that kind of grew into, actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that, but I do like this concept. Uh, and this grew into what is going to be my new Heresy 2.0 army. I wanted to be doing, it's going to be a loyalist army for me. Uh, rarity. Well, no, but this was the point. So what? After I wanted Harris Two to be focusing on a loyal army because I don't have one. And um, carry on. Oh, sorry. Um, so I wanted it to be a, a, a loyalist army. Uh, the, the original joke that I was having was Ross that it was going to be a loyalist legion that is a traitor army. Right. Okay. Mainly because the event I'm going to is I bought a traitor ticket because I'm going to use behind warriors. Yeah, yeah. That's how it started out. But anyway. So the the army I'm going to be doing, or at least the legion I'm going to be doing, is ultramarines. Smurfs. Yeah. So the ultra smurfs, which is really really surprising for me because I've never really kind of focused uh, had any interest in them. I I would have said of of all the legions you could potentially do, I would have ultramarines would have been the last yeah, one. Exactly. Right. Okay. So that's that. There's there's more to it. Uh, so this this idea started growing and. Uh, I was like, okay, then I've got some ideas here. This has got potential. Um, I'll get to the specific theme about the army in a minute. This that idea then grew into the fact that I was like, oh, hang on. Ant has talked recently about doing the word bearers. Oh, his my new brother legion. in heresy. Oh. And what do we know about the of the ultramarines and the word bearers? Ultramarines were absolute dicks. Yeah, best put is. Yeah, yeah. But there was also quite a particular... Uh, a slight disagreement. Slight disagreement. Called <laughs> we have. Well, there was the bigger one on Monarchia. Yeah, there, there was, was a little bit of an egregious offence against humanity I mean, on, on Monarchia. I mean, and then in defence of the Ultramarines, it was the Emperor slapping their heads. So, were were the word bearers on Monarchia when Gilliman nuked it? Uh, no, they were, no, they, they, were, they, they were. They weren't in the city. They were. They were forced to stand outside the city to watch it happen. No, 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 no. I'm they sure, weren't. that's what happened. No, that's not what happened. I, trust me, that's not what happened. What happens? What happens in uh, First Heretic? Yeah. Is they are summoned to the, the planet. Yeah, summoned to the ashes of and they have right? to stand in it while Gulliman gives them says you're all shit oh it's like so it's it. already happened at that point yeah, oh, okay. because okay. Lady Serene Lady sees, sees it happen that's yeah. how she goes ah, the, so the, I remember the, I remember there's some, being someone there that saw it but yeah. it wasn't the actual okay so anyway so you're right bunch of cunts then aren't you yeah baby they are that's right, right and the, wor the worst well. thing about the ultramarines right is when you think about uh, a legion that has in their psyche we are the ones that punish the the our kin when they do wrong that's the space wolves yeah. mm -hmm. like Russ had built that up the whole time we are the emperor's executioners he took a pop at Angron he took a pop at um, well a couple of other primarchs along the way yeah. likely curs like, well, yeah <laughs> but when the emperor wanted the uh, the word bearers telling off why didn't if he'd sent Russ I'd have understood that but he sent Gilliman and instead of I would have expected it from a, a brutal legion like the the wolves right they nuke that city from orbit they kill everyone that's there 
do not build monuments to the emperor. He's not a god. That's that's very on brand. I think that was the point. Man. Gilliman shows up, and instead of being like, "Hey, Logar, let's have a chat. Let's tear down this cathedral," he just fucking nukes it. That's what makes them the biggest cunts in this situation because they act they act outside of their normal legion temperament, and and do something See, so fucking because they. They do order them to leave Monarchia, yeah. but they still nuke it from orbit when there are people there. See, having reread, because uh, this is one of the things I've been doing recently, so um, as part of this, I've uh, been listening to the audiobook version. Now, I've said this before, I don't normally like audiobooks, but because I'm re-reading or listening to something I've read before, it's actually been really helpful. And during, uh, so I've started um, uh, No No Fear, I read it No No Fear, and I've forgotten how good that book is. Yeah. Forgot how good that book is. And then during that, obviously listening to it recently, the 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 understanding that the Ultramarines have of what happened or why they were chosen for that is because the Emperor saw them as the antithesis to what was going on with the word bearers. Which which is fine. Word bearers are trying to promote the Emperor as a god or, you know, as a deity of some sort. The Ultramarines are the opposite spectrum of that. They are practical, they are you know, they are they have absolutely no kind of situation in their psyche that that is a thing so that's why as far as the Ultramarines are concerned that's why the Emperor chose them which I 100% agree with yeah. but think about it, how think, it was think done from the is another perspective thing. theoretical we have to deal with Monarchia and we have to show Lorgar he's done wrong theoretical we go down there we tear down we, we force the word bearers and Lorgar to tear down the cathedrals to tear down the monuments and then we show them how we build a civilization after we've taken a world. And the practical of that is they then learn the lesson that we're teaching them, yeah. that the emperor isn't a god, but you can still do the work of compliance. But what they actually did was show up and be like, theoretical, how do we piss off this entire legion? Yeah. Oh, we destroy Monarchia, which is the big Rus energy. And when we think about it, was that effectively the trigger point oh yeah oh, that was it absolutely 100% that, yeah. and yeah. this is why I like this, this, this concept of what this slogan yeah. intends to be so Mark of Kalth or the, sorry the Battle of Kalth is the battle between Ultramarines and word bearers it's where it's payback time it, it's where outside of the Isfan situation that I think that, uh, there's a big battle between Brothers, yeah, it was it was meant to be legions. taking the ultramarines off the off the chest. It was because they were the biggest legion. It was a way of neutering them before the heresy is a, yeah. on lot became large scale. Although I think it's quite interesting that Lorgard knew it wouldn't work, and he even he says it to Corfair and he said, "This isn't going to work. I they're wouldn't just, try it if I were you." They're just too big. There's too. They, they are well, too I think, I good a legion get, for I think, that. I think he gets spooky insight that it's not going to work. Yeah. But, the, but the, the, I think I think at this point as well, Lorgar has. Monarchia fucked him up and he went back to the old the old ways of, of Colchis and Erebus is there feeding him the poison he retreated into Corferon is there feeding him the poison and then he outgrows them and he, he goes and he takes the Galvor back into the into the war and he sees what he sees and he becomes what he becomes but at this point he's seen the greater plan of things what happens at Kalf is unimportant to the later war. There's almost a point where Lorgo goes, I don't care about Monarchia anymore. No, it's not no, relevant. It's, it's not important. Mon yeah. Monarchia was, set me on the path I'm walking It was the trigger now, point yeah. to what would become yeah. the wider heresy, really. Whereas, like, Argul Tal is very much like Monarchia matters. What happened at Monarchia 
informs everything he does during the, during the Shadow Crusade. But he's not a Kalth, because Corferon takes the most loyal, the most zealous, the most easily led word-bearers to attack Kalth. And I think that's because he even, deep down, knows that he's not going to kill Gilliman. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not... I don't remember it from the books. I think that there's an element for Corferon thinking, this is my time to shine, this is my time to get yeah. the eye... Well, the powers based on the rereading of No No Fear and what I'm now also reading Mark of Kalf as just the follow on um, Corferon saw it as his, his opportunity like you say to get his glory or oh, okay. his space he saw it as his, his opportunity to turn a Primarch yeah, yeah he wanted Lorgar didn't he uh, he wanted he, because Erebus gave them the uh, the Athames yeah and he knew that in his mind he, wait is that how that's said According to the the, the audio, I thought it was, a, I thought it was an ath- anathemy. I thought it was anathemy, but I'm sure they've been calling athames in the. I think it's different on who says it. Right. Okay. But yeah, I think that the most recent one in my head is atheme, because I thought it was athame as well. Yeah. Um, but basically, Erebus presents these athames to his inner circle, or the people that are the commanders for the the, the attack on uh, Ultramar, Calf, uh, and when Corfreon gets his. He sees it as like, oh, this is something that can be used. He goes like, a lot of you have seen this as a weapon, you know, a tool to be used. I see it as a means of trying, of turning people, of showing them the truth. And the ultimate version of that is to turn a Primarch. So he had in his eyes this goal to turn Gulliman. He thought he was going to be able to do, he was going to be the next Erebus that could turn, that turns uh, uh, um, Horus. He was going to do the same to Gulliman and get the glory. It was never going to happen. Well, he tried it uh, in the story. He even cuts the throat of um, Gulliman or, and or Rebute. Spicy that, foreshadowing. That's and then basically yeah. So and then even in that moment when he tries to turn him, but using an athame, and Gulliman's having none of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So uh, it's been really interesting rereading the book. So that was the, the this thing, and this is when I uh, messaged Dan and I said like, you know, I know you're looking at starting. Word bearers, have you got very far with it? And he's like, Not really, I've not been really had the time for it. And I was like, Give him this idea, do we do it'd be cool to do a slow something for the podcast, uh, much like what we intended to do originally for the Angel of Death, where it's like a, a slow grow thing, you know, we write uh, website articles or blog articles. I'd like I'd like to be able to do like battle reports like they've been done in the white not oh, necessarily to the quality of the white dwarf, but you know, you know, where you've got maps with units moving around and stuff like that. Start it small, 500 points, um, and move up and move on from there. Now, the twist with my particular army is that it's not blue. So, as part of the not original blue. conversation that I was coming, and it's not fully blue at least. Uh, the, 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 the original conversation I had with um, Ross is that it ended up me coming out with. I'm going to do the 22nd Nemesis Company. Which are the destroyer company, or they were primarily a destroyer-themed, uh, based army, which is the alternative. There's a, a page, one page. There's a few mentions of them in the Black Book, but there's one uh, color plate which is the uh, a destroyer or a tactical. Oh yeah, from them. it's got like blue shoulder pads. They, they have they're black armor, and they generally have blue stripes and blue shoulder pads. And I've been looking into this, and there's all sorts. Of, there's a few people that have done this, and it's quite a pop, you know quite a popular because it's a nice alternative color. Mm. Uh, and I was like, that'd be quite cool. Uh, so I've done a, I've come up with a list with a, a few various different units in it. Um, 
which is going to build up to 2,500 eventually, starting off with 500 blocks and working our way through, and then we'll do that together as part of that. And awesome. I, I, I like the story behind the Mark Carroll and that, and that's why, honestly, that's why I've kind of not really dived into Heresy 2.0 yet, because I don't want to be falling back on the Iron Warriors as a standard army at the moment. Yeah. I, as much as I've got that army, it's cool. I want to be starting on something new for it. Six and a half thousand that, points. That's it. <laughs> that it's a, but this is going to be like a theme. It's got a story behind it. It's got yeah, a connection sure. to that. It's something within the actual heresy. Um, and well, I, I really like the thing. This company were at Calf. This is the other thing. They, they were they were at Calf. They were basically they were stationed away from uh, uh, local uh, away from cities areas because. They didn't want to risk them being anywhere near them, and that was the thing. I wanted to go down. There. I wanted to try and do because I've never really actually done destroyers. I want to do the destroyer company. Uh, just, I want to have destroyers in there. Uh, I'll, I'd like to get like the Nemesis destroyers in there, which is their exemplary battle unit. Uh, but I need to figure that out. And then um, I came up with this idea for the additional five hundred points I could add on to make it three thousand. And that's where my boy Ended Thiel comes into it. So my oh, my five hundred points at the end hat. would be Ernest Thiel uh, in a uh, Rhino with a veteran squad of red marked, and then uh, I think a Ziphon uh, basically to add on at the end to kind of because I just he's just listing back through he's just a cool character. I'm gonna say now Ernest Thiel might be one of the best characters in the series. Yeah. Not because he's nails hard, and not because he's like massively like touched by fate like yeah. a lot of the others are, but because he was the first one to be like. Oh, we can kill everything else. How do we kill a marine? And Gilliman was like in the naughty bin. Like, well, it wasn't actually him. So uh, the, the, this is the great thing about rereading No No Fear. I thought it was. So it was he. So that was the basics of behind it. So he was uh, he'd done his theoreticals on every enemy that was known to the Imperium, and he basically run out of stuff to do theoreticals on. So his natural progression was well, the biggest threat to Space Marines because the Space Marines are the best. And the, big, uh, the the mo the the best killing machine in the galaxy. Therefore, we should be learning to fight against the best killing machine in the galaxy, which is ourselves. That was his the theoretical. Yeah. That's what he started proposing. His captain went, "The fuck are you doing? Yes. That is heretical. You are in the naughty bin, and I'm gonna and then I'm gonna send you to speak to the chapter master on the um, what's the name of the ship? Forget the name of the ship. Uh, the Gloriana." What the oh, fuck is the flagship is it, uh, McCrag's Honor. Yeah, yeah. So he wanders off to McCrag's Honor. He's waiting on McCrag's Honor for hours. Literally, it, it, there's a scene where he goes, I've been stood here to attention for four hours. I'm bored. Yeah. I'm waiting for this chapter master to come. And, I, and he starts looking at all the weaponry that's on the walls. Is this is Marnius Gage, right? Marnius Gage. Yeah. So that, that's who's going to come to tell him off. And he sat there and he's bored out of his mind. And he goes, right, you know what? I'm going to have a look at some of these weapons and as he reaches out uh, all of a sudden uh, 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 some human person comes walking in oh yeah sorry sir uh, yeah the, you'll be seen in a moment and he's like okay then uh, yeah the Primark will be really soon he went I'm sorry what? yeah who? who uh, no I'm, I'm here to see Monis Gage oh no it'll be the Primark that'll be seeing you <laughs> shit are you sure? are you sure? yes oh I'm Gigafox so the, the, the rating walks out and he looks at the weapon and he goes I can't get in any more trouble. So yeah. basically, takes the, one of these like rare weapons off the uh, off the wall that's on the Primarch ship and just starts training with them. Uh, and then that is when it all kicks off. 
Oh, what, so, that's when the, so attack, that, that's when the attack happens, and effectively, the next time you see any feel is after the uh, explosion on the bridge, and Marnie's Gage has lost an arm, and he's ba they're fighting in the uh, what's the names, and all of a sudden, Andy Thiel comes up, saves Mar uh, uh, Mario's Cage, Gage, and uh, in fact, he's established the fact that um, he realize understands that this demons that they're up against don't take like range weaponry; that they be they're better being beaten with fire and blade, and he turns up, saves the thing, and uh, asks the apothecary, "Why is he red marked?" Ah, oh, because he. Uh, came up with this idea that uh, uh, that we should be learning to fight uh, brother marines. Weird how that happens, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so I'm, I maintain one of the most impactful and pivotal scenes that Abnett's ever written is the hololith with Lorgar on the bridge over McCrag's honor. Yeah. When he's like, turn it off, and the little guy's like, bruh, it's been off for a while. Like, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but it's not. Then, uh, it's not a holograph and then, and then it fucking boom. explodes yeah. and you're like oh shit Gilliman went out of the of the window like he's dead yeah, that, and, then, and then later on it's like oh he can breathe in space <laughs> yeah well he can hold his breath for days yeah the same thing well that was explained away by the fact that the ship is so big it's got its own atmosphere I'm calling it. bullshit on that that's yeah. exactly though, what they say even yeah. though it's later referenced in a short story where that Vindicare assassin from uh, Nemesis is like hugging the outside of the vengeful spirit <laughs> Yeah, so that, that that's, that's the plan uh, at some point in the future. And then, unfortunately, this was the hobby that I had started on. Oh, okay. Is that I basically built a tactical squad. Um, now, I'm not using Mark VI. Oh. Uh, my tactical marines are a Mark IV, because I think they fit better with the, the aesthetic. Mm. Um, well, it's destroyers, right? So Well, the, I've got tactical marines to, as the core. Uh, oh, yeah, because it's not a fucking right of water destroyer. No, exactly. Otherwise, I'll definitely be all over that. That uh, pisses... Right. We got a subterranean assault, yeah. a right of war that quite literally nobody asked for. <laughs> yet they gave, they won't give us a destroyer right of war yet, which would it would generate such uh, a a peen hardening. I think we're going to see that after the release of all the exemplary units. I think that that's not true. Well, we'll see. I think Andy Hall hates us. <laughs> But most I mean, of the exemplary units have been variations on destroyers. I, I'd go as far as saying he might hate the four of us. Well, yeah, that's true. That's I mean, I don't know. I don't know him from Adam. He is friends with me on, on. He follows me on Instagram, and I follow him. Yeah, same. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, that yeah, that's the plan. Is like I'm going to do a. The idea is to do a 20 seconds uh, Nemesis Company, Ultramarines up against Ants. Um, you know, glorious. Heathens. Glorious. Are you, uh, are you running Galvor back? No. Oh, bro. So I don't know not, anything about what he's planning yeah. on running actually yet. Well, do you want to hear the first 500 points? Yeah. Oh, no, this is the this is the ironic thing. So, right, you. so this is my first 500 points. Bearing in mind, I've got I've only got I've got tacticals. I've got, got I've got bits for you. But I need I need to stick them together. This is gonna be so this will be funny because I, I told Ross this. Because it's 500 points, I've got a diabolist running the crew. Yeah. And I might as well start a spooky boy. with with the baddest of the bad. Has he got all the psychic toys? But it's got. Hang on. He's got a walk fire pistol, force weapon, yes. uh, and that's it. He's, he's quite cheap, points wise. Of course, because the consoles come with refractor fields yeah. as standards. Yeah. 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 yeah, so he's got yeah. diabolism, artificial armor, grenades, refractor Which field. Fucking cool. He's a corrupted psyker. Uh, I think it was on a six plus, he wins, auto wins the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so he's got a box and a But I've got 10 tech. Um, 
with Legion Vexilla. Times times two. <laughs> times two. And then I've got five tack with plasma guns, which have been upgraded to warp fire blasters. Uh, and that's it so far. See, double Italian hands for that. Okay. <laughs> I had not seen this. Yeah. I did not know that this was going to be his first 500 points. I'll have my 500 points. And I showed Ross this, and I showed Ross what. If this is two tactical squads and a tactical support squad with plasma guns, you get in the fucking bin. Not quite. <laughs> oh, no. okay. But I've got a heralded Terminator armor, and the reason why I had to start with him is because my only other HQ will be a Moratat. Got you. That's so, not the only reason. That's not because because later on he's gonna he's gonna get five full Mentaris and shove them right up Ant's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> What? Five what? Full the Terminators with missile launchers. Oh. Yeah, but they don't come in till the very last uh, block. They are piquant. I'll be old, yeah. Hey, they started out as a unit of ten, and I went, nah. Because I've got a unit of seven in my old armor. Yeah, so I've... Um, they, they, all, they all come in the very end, uh, in the very end block, uh, when all the gloves are off, basically. But yeah, so Herald and Terminator, purely because I don't have another... HQ I, can, I intend to use because I want a Moritat because it's the Nemesis company and he can't be because he's a support officer can't oh, be a compulsor yeah. so starting off at 500 points that's all. Do you awkward. need to write a war though? No. No it's not about that he can't be a warlord that's the trouble. No 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 no, no. I'm, I'm struggling to see why it has to be a herald. He makes the Formentaris scoring. Oh okay right. Well okay. basically the two HQs I'm going to have at the end is a herald and a Moritat. Got you. So out of the options I've got, it's either some dodgy shit with a Moritat, which you can't have as your compulsory HQ, which you can't have for 500 points, or I go with a Herald in Terminator armor. Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, Herald kind of fits the Ultramarine thing we do with the bloody yeah, I mean, Roman I, things anyway. Your list, you do it. I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see the advantage of it. I don't, because they're not going to move. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Make yeah. Your list, you yeah, do yeah. you. I like the idea of the Terminator because I've seen this one that's done. In fact, do you know um, Praetorian Painting on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, he did a, I think it's a world eater, but based a conversion based Hang on. on. I, I've completely missed that. I'm, I'm assuming from what you're telling me then is that uh, Heralds can take Terminator armor now. Yes. Yeah. Ah, right. Fucking legit. They could before. They, they got, they got FAQ'd. Only in the beta test. Oh, yeah, it was a beta test, wasn't it? But yeah, Heralds yeah. can be Terminator armor. So, uh, Herald Terminator armor, Cataphract tie with a Legatine axe. Legatine axes are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 10 man tactical space, uh, squad with a sergeant with power sword. Is that. That's not the first tactical squad you've ever had, is it? Uh, in an army list, yes. <laughs> yeah, baby! Uh, oh, God, this really is a golden age. It's a uh, fucking the, golden oh, age. The Blood Angels will, will do as well. Like the, the Blood Angels yeah, yeah, are based yeah, around yeah. the box set, but. Uh, in that would still be a heresy. I mean, I have army. built. 20 tactical marines for eye warriors and half painted them. Doesn't count. But they don't count yet. Uh, then I've got I've got two of those. So it's right. two 10-man tactical squads. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got a five-man destroyer squad. Oh, it's going to be spicy. With the with the jump pack uh, destroyer squad with a toxic veteran player in there. Thing is, I've and got, two Volkite Serpentors. I've already written a thousand point list as well. So I've got them all up to two. But I don't, I don't, I've not got quartermaster on this phone. It's on my iPad. Mm. And in my thousand point list... I think I chuck them in rhinos, potentially. Oh, I think I kept my thousand points down to the Centurions and no vehicles. I shove rapiers in there as well. Yeah, it's rapier jazz. Yeah, for the because I've not, I've got, I've not, I've never used a rob. No, I used rapiers in Empress Children with um, uh, quad launchers, but not 
Well, we're quite glad. See, well, I've, really my weapon. army up to fifteen hundred points uh, still would work for Centurion games. Yeah. So, uh, are there any vehicles in the Nemesis Company? Uh, they, well, for me, I've got tactical rhinos. <gasps> oh, it's uh, the rhinos. I've got rhinos, uh, and then a Kratos later. Oh yes, that's uh, Kratos. and then also the um, Aquator. Oh, the reverse oh, Sakaran. The, the Bombard. Yeah, yes. and then uh, I'll, we'll, I will have a Land Raider in there as well. I forgot about the Bombard, the Bombard, yeah. So, yeah, so that's... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lean into... Well, basically just cool shit that would I think would look cool in the Nemesis Company colours. Yeah, I'm interested um, to see how you do that. Well, I've been looking around. In fact, um, as of, I think, yesterday, I was looking at someone's inspiration that he's posted recently. Um, uh, he's got some Nemesis Destroyers... Uh, so I was asking him about about them. Uh, quite a simple scheme, uh, and he, it turns out he's a fan of the show. Oh. And he's also another Dan. Oh, oh come on, man! Collecting uh, Dan's. Uh, Can uh, we not? I'm just going to uh, just sort of get his name right on Instagram. Uh, he is Dan the Fourth. Uh, well, I know this would be the, the this would be the fifth at this point. This oh, would be right. the fifth. It's uh, Dan. Wait, who's fourth Dan? Uh, oh, Dan, Dan Silk. Silk. Uh, so this is Dan Van Hess or Hees. I, don't know I have to say it. that is the coolest surname of all the Dans we have. Dan Silk. No, Van, 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 Van Hess. Hess. Well, that's what his Instagram Exotic. tag is. I don't know. That's, if that's like his actual comma name. vampire hunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, he, because he posts on Facebook, I might be able to find his actual name. Let's not dox him. No. Yeah. So yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. I was basically asking him about how he did his uh, Nemesis destroyers. There's a couple of options to looking at. His is actually using uh, dark grey, like very dark yeah. grey is the black. I think he said it was black grey or German grey from Vallejo. There's a there's is a that, nice, German grey. There's yeah. a nice one you'll like called NATO uh, NATO black. Yeah, yeah, that's really um, nice colour. It's um, it's like a dark charcoal basically. Yeah, that'd be cool. But it's got it. it you know, it, it can like. Um, so I've got a black oil paint that if you put it on, you know when you kind of like clean your brush, it's clearly like a got brown in it yeah uh, this nato black has got gray in it oh that'd be quite cool yeah, yeah that might work quite I've, got, well, I've got some if you want to have a go um so i'm quite looking forward to the nemesis company because it's like if i was to do ultramarines i'd do nemesis mm. because i can't i can't see shades of blue properly so okay. I, I wouldn't be able i wouldn't have be able to paint them all blue so the the, the black is is cool is and that's why i like the but that's why i like the uh, 3000 or the option for going 3000 is adding in the red mark because that'd be mm. a, like a, a specialist blue unit in there well after um after calf Aeneid Thiel led whole companies yeah. red marked yeah. to go and clear out um like word bearers and and world eaters from the five worlds didn't they yeah and this is why I've gone back through the... Because uh, that's the, where the, Tactical Squads came from. That's where the 40k version of a yeah. Tactical Squad came from, yeah. Because that was the tactical concept, is that it was the idea was that they needed to be more flexible to take down multiple different yeah. marine-type armies. It wasn't just about... Because up until that point, because their biggest threats were Xenos, you know, apply a thousand bolters and you'll kill, kill these things regardless and apply support squads yeah. where they're needed. <laughs> now it's like, well, these guys are tough to bring down, so we might have to bring weaponry that is more tactically flexible uh, built into it. But the, yeah, I've been rereading the, the stories from No No Fear because I'm going to read all the shorts and things like that uh, based around Ian and Deal. Yeah. Uh, during, during that time. So uh, I'm currently, well, I probably think I've got the last couple of short stories in Mark of Kalf. Uh, which, which one of which is censor, which is the one about 
feel. I think that's when well, he's going. Well, centers, centers around Banalat, doesn't it? Venteris. Uh, well, oh, no, Rini Venatus. Really, yes, Rini Venatus. That is actually No No Fear. The Mark Cow has got a short story about. Oh, he's Ventana. on the cover. That's why I'm thinking. Yeah, he's it. on the cover, but it's generally about. It's a mix of stories based on both the uh, World Bearer's perspective and the yeah. uh, Ultramarines. It's, it's, it's part of the Underworld War. Yeah. Uh, in fact, one of them is quite odd because it's set like seven years past the, uh, the start of the war mm. uh, of uh, of Kalth, um, uh, from the World Bearer's perspective. I hadn't realised that. I suppose it makes it a bit more like uh, Talon then. Yeah. It? yeah, that's why I like it. I mean, I was a big fan of the Talon uh, yeah. series of books, but yeah, the... the uh, it's like it kind of really the market expands what was happening. Like there's, um, I mean, I'd honestly because it's been such a while since I've read them, I'd forgotten some of these short stories. Mm-hmm. Like there was one about um, uh, the, uh, this sergeant that's got some sort of vendetta against uh, a word bearer, a captain, or something like that. Determined to find him, and eventually get they get they find out about this secret tunnel network. And they end up finding what looked like was some sort of ritual. And they've all been turned to black glass. Mm. And I was reading, I was obviously listening to it, and they were describing these statues that are in black glass. I'm like, is this fucking Necrons? <laughs> and I'm sure this is not the first time that they've mentioned something that seemed like Necrons. And as it turned out, it was a demon that, when you looked at it, turned into black, turned into this black glass. And it was all about like this hunt of this demon that's just turning everyone that he's with into black glass. And it was like just some really cool stories. So two interesting facts. The Mark of Kalth is still running. Yep. And Corferon is still alive in modern 40k. Wanker. He turns up in the second Dawn of Fire book. Really? Yeah. Well, I was I was seven and a half K into my ten K when he appeared, because I listened to the audiobooks uh, in the gym. Yeah, seven and a half K in, I did two and a half K of extremely angry <laughs> Because he just he, just he should have been dead many times over. No, that he turns up and he's just a massive penis, and it's like I would rather be hearing Erebus right now, if I'm honest, than you. <laughs> Gee, that's a hot take, but yeah. fair. But yeah. Also, Erebus still alive. Super yeah. mad about that. Yeah, that, super that's super mad. But yeah, so I'm quite looking forward to this because I'm, I'm hyped for somebody else getting on board the word bearer train. You, you, know, you know what makes me giggle is you've just spent the last what half an hour or so talking about going into like micro detail of. Exactly why you're doing the 22nd Nemesis Dickhead. That's exactly the reason why I'm doing And I'm just like, why am I doing the word bearers? Well, because I can. <laughs> I'm just like... Because they're the greatest. But that is the joy of the difference between you and me. I think I think I saw... Who is it? The demon dude. Argyle Tower. Argyle yeah. Tower, yeah. I saw him. I saw the quarterback and I saw the dreadnought thing. What you don't want to do is take Argyle Tower into about 15 to 20 uh, marauders from Black Shield. Yeah, to it turns axes. Out All 50 feral hogs. He doesn't like it up them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, we just... Because I remember... Because... If I remember reading one of the books when they first encountered demonic marines, I don't know who it was... Bearers, yeah, it's the Ultramarines that first encounter the likes of the Galvor. Yeah, and it's like I always remember that first scene because they're like they don't know who they they remember they, they recognise the person but they, they 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 can't get their fucking head round. Oh, it's Khan. It's the first time Khan sees Argul Tal turn in his turn in his, in his demon because then that'd be betrayal. Yeah, because Khan be Khan is then like, what the fuck? Like he gets really. I think he spits on him. 
And it's like, no, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But you, you, I, know I, I know there's other instances. The, the only other one I can think of is um, it's the one where you got the bloke whisper, where we can hear the bloke whispering in the, in the comms. Oh, oh, oh that's Samus. The, yeah, that's Samus. Oh, that's no, no or, fear or something like that. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That's the, that's the very first Horus Rising book. Yeah, Samus is, is on. Yeah, yeah where, 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 where there's yeah, like yeah. we're in the tunnels yeah. and the Marines get walked or something like that. It, you're talking about yeah, um, Horus Rising. Yeah, because yeah. That, that's what I I always remember that. And that kind of reminds me of Possessed, which I really like Possessed in 40k, because it's like the ultimate between the demon and the human kind of meshed together. The marine. Yeah, because she takes the picture, and it's like the, the demon overlaid over the top of the yeah, marine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know what I mean? But I, I remember that, and then, I, but then obviously Gav Orwak and, yeah, and all that. Kind of, but then I'm kind of like, I want to kind of do normal dudes first. And kind of slotted in. Well, this is why I've kind of focused on the, the troops, the, the tactical marines, well, and see, then I'm adding in the cool bits later. But troop, troops is king, regardless. So, you know what I mean? So, I'm looking at probably what, at least 45 bolt marines. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I'll, I'll, three, three squads of 15. I've got. Should should do a trick, and then I'm, but I'm tempted. Tempted to bang them in um, Spartans and piss off on it. Oh fuck yes! I'll have forty-five not, marines. Not Holly, but stick them in Spartans. <laughs> yeah, I'll have forty-five just marines. Just get out. It's just like a dread. Kratos, Aquatar, Land Raider, and then well, characters. The other option and is Rhinos. with the T Hawk. Oh, oh, oh lord! It's just to repurpose the T Hawk to be word bearers, and that is my armor. Good lord! And then have like. Or go big and get a SOCAR. Or spitball in there. Yeah, I've got promoted. No, an admin team leader. Oh, baby. So can't get it in until about three and a half thousand anyway. That doesn't matter. Fucking um, spins over here doing the maths and we're just but, like... Oh. Or, or the other thing is I get, I'll get the bang bus. You know, the big... Oh, the... Oh, yeah. um, redo the... Um, Mammoth. Oh, they mean the... Mastodon. Uh, Mastodon. Mastodon. Yeah. <sighs> I told you I found out a Stegodon. 32 capacity in a Thunderhawk gunship. Oh, 32 and, capacity. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's actually... Is it the same point as a Mastodon as well? Yeah. It's not enough. 700, I need more 685. Mastodon's... Uh, hold the line, caller! Yeah, apparently there's a bigger version of the Mastodon called the Stegodon. Because it has to be there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where it's referenced. I heard uh, Rem Rem Remembrance's retreat talking about it. That's got 42 capacity. Yeah, so yeah, get a um, thing we're doing here. What's it called again? Mastodon. Mastodon. Oh, it sounds like masturbation. Sorry. Yeah, you can only get that in 3,000 because it's a 25% limit on Wars. Yeah, which is fine. We'll just whack this, up the this is But that's what I said. I was going to go up to 3,000 at some point. This is only relevant because I'm reading Mastodon and I read Mouse Cutters and yes. I remembered you. The Mouse Cutters have got a ranged shooting attack. On the termite, it's just six inches range. Does it? Yeah, yeah. it's got a range shooting attack. The what, the same as on that? Then? Are you sure? No, the one on the master's back. Yeah, because I, I I remember looking it up explicitly because it says melt cutter in its weapons. I'm like, oh, what's that? And I looked it up and it's got a six inch range. I'll show you. Oh, I know why. It's because I looked up the special rule for it, which then yeah. gives it the bonuses to rams, but I didn't yes. think about looking up the range weapons. It's got all, uh, let me find it for you. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mad fuckery. Mad fuckery. Oh, that could be spicy then. Yeah. There you go. Melt cutters, six inch range, strength eight, AP one, heavy three, armor bane melter. I mean, you've got to get pretty fucking close to make it. Hang on, it's got armor bane and melter. No, armor bait in brackets. Oh, brain melt is Heavy three? Bait. Jesus. Yeah. So, but yeah. it's range six inches. Yeah, so but you, you, you literally just pop up right next to it. 
Hadouken something. Oh yeah, that, that's that's fantastic. Kami Kami Hop! <laughs> but yeah. Yes, so word bearers are go. All I've got to do is yeah, stuff. Well, well, unfortunately now, for me, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier is that I've had to put that project on hold until I get this challenge out of the way. Yeah, with. See, now Ant said that, I'm thinking I could do the, that Iron Warrior thing. I was thinking like, I could do that as word bearers in, in Spartan. We should have a chat. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do the Terminators. Iron Warriors. I've, got, I've saved my Terminators well, from the darkness box set for them. This yeah, is something yeah. that we talked about, I think, before, the episode, before we start recording. We could be doing Mark Calf. You guys could potentially look at doing Talon. Who was on Talon? Uh, there was all sorts of Talon legions. raiders. There was well, there was the yeah, obviously the, militia or yeah. tank companies, but and there were there was Mechanicum and there was loyalist legions on there. I just can't remember Ooh, which ones. Yeah, Mechanicum might be spicy Mechanicum time. That's what I was thinking. What about the book Dark Mech? That you're going on about for fucking years. Ollie wants to do Dark Mech, and I can't think of anything. Dark mech related that isn't what he's doing. His theme, mm. probably because he's told me his theme, and my brain has gone, "That's fucking very good." And you just only want. Well, I'm going to stealing it. I've got a load of files from Maker's Call. You know when they did their dark mechanical yes. stuff. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm I would use those for normal. I would still like to do my uh, mechanical demons at some point, mm. but like I say, I'm hoping that the Ruin Storm rules come out and. They're good enough what, sandboxy that still? they can stand up, and they're still sandboxy. I don't want them to be what they are now, which is overpowered bullshit. And I don't want them to be thrown together by an intern. I, I think I think some of the stuff will be largely the same. There's a word bearer warlord trait you can take, yeah, which yeah. mirrors the you know how the, the whole thing and you start off stronger and you get gradually weaker yeah. in the game. Yeah. That's a wall or track. I can't imagine that's not good. The, um, the, the Esoteric the allows you to bring three units as non compulsory traits. Only if you're a traitor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their, their warp. I, I thought their, um, that the Esoteric's uh, psychic uh, weapon, I thought it was a typo. It's not. It's fucking Assault 12. Yeah, it's mad. What? Yeah. It's Assault 12, Strength 5. It's still. It's like AP4, AP5, whatever. But it's got Deflagrate. <laughs> it's like, Jesus! Bearing in mind, literally every psychic power that's got a weapon, it's like one shot or a blast yeah, template. Yeah, it's like the complete or, opposite of what yeah. it used to be. Like a needle pistol from fucking Halo. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 basically twin carries. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yes. Well, yeah. So uh, yeah, word bearers are go. Game on! I'm excited to, to have brought in another brother in Harrison. Well, we've actually um, started painting some. Yeah, I've got some, some bits for you as well. I've got right. some assault marines as well. Have we only got two word bear players then? Three. Steve, me, Dan. Oh, Steve. Yeah, oh, yeah. Steve. how can I forget Steve? No. Is. I just forgot some hobby that I have done. What have you done? I started building the Warhound Titans for that challenge. Oh, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. So, yeah, so keep your eyes on that. So, yeah. what I'll probably do is I'll probably post up my army list and then. Like do like work in progress. Well, the we're idea not. is that we can uh, set up. I've, I've got a. I've yeah, got we can a, do a the blog thing. Like we can stick stuff on. I'm sure uh, Uncle Steph will get involved. As well. I need, I need to tickle him about making it. <laughs> this will probably be the first time he hears about this. Because one yeah, of the ideas I had was that we could, if we could, uh, I thought the scenery that we'd been doing or we'll talk about doing that you've been printing for the uh, event. Yeah, uh, I misunderstood what that was for. As usual, I'll need to collect that off you and I'll get it painted. But yeah, it's all filled in, ready to spray. One idea I had was that we do a, a small scale for the 500 points um, rock-based ZM board. 
so to, things, to represent the tunnels of Calf. Two things probably worth saying. Um, I have written about four or five uh, variant scenarios, so you don't have to use the scenarios in the oh, okay. Cool. And I wrote them explicitly to try and teach people different elements of the game. So the one I, those, yeah, that'd be good. The one I did for the game, the teaching game I was teaching for Ian, uh, there was no sudden death. If one of us tabled each other, basically calculate the victory points at that point. There were, and it was a, it was a rolling capture point. So there's three objectives, one in the middle, one in each deployment zone, and you have to capture them in sequence. And whoever's got the most objectives at the end of the game wins. But that's it. There's no kill points, no warlord, no nothing like that. So no better just for wiping out the enemy. Yeah, it's just who holds how many objective points. So if you've got the one in the middle, you can capture the third one, but your opponent can only capture the one in the middle. They can't run round it and capture the back one. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So a good way for showing that off as well. Yeah. Um, and it might work for small games as well. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Cool. Are we done, gentlemen? Have we, we reached are. the end? We are. Yes. Well, um, as always, it's been hot and emotional, but I've had a fabulous time. So, good night, sweet princes, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace!